listening to the UK and the world's favorite wrestling podcast, RTM Wrestling with your hosts, Andy and Emma. And we started. And we're on. It started, Andy. We started. Yes. Still sharing a vape, not ideal, but you know. Get reunited with mine tomorrow at some point. Oh, that's all right. Oh, how are you? Yeah, hey. I'm all right. I, f- I feel, hey, you asked me first. Hey, I did, yeah. Go, I was like, go. shit, ask him, ask him, ask him quick before he asks you. Not that we don't know, because, you know, we live together. Yes. Um, I'm all right. I feel knackered. I feel, like, really tired today. That sucks. And it might be because I stayed up for Dynamite last night. It's definitely because you stayed up for Dynamite last night. Yeah, I did fall asleep, like, halfway through it. Though, so I feel a little bit shit about that because I think there's a, there was a good a good thirty minutes that I've missed. Mm-hmm. I think Chris Chris Statlander made her entrance. This is no knock on Chris Statlander, but then the next thing I remember is uh, Jungle Boy's music. So whether, whether or not that I've just missed one match, I don't know. I don't know, but I'll, I'll go back at some point. But there's too much. Absolutely, there's too much. Absolutely, there's well, too much. I forgot about it. Um, and then I went on Twitter this morning and I saw nothing. So I was like, oh, okay. So it must have been fairly uneventful. I can't see them doing anything massive. I know that you said the main event was really good, but I can't mm. see them doing anything massive on the last night before they go back to Wednesdays. I think they're probably just waiting to go back to their slot. Yeah, I think you're right. Because I, I, I thought that it was the Vicky Guerrero, um, Nyla Rose, mm-hmm. Britt Baker uh, Rebel match last night which was one of the reasons why I wanted to stay up because obviously she's not wrestling. No. If Vicky Guerrero's wrestling then I'm, you know, then I'm wrong about it. Because <laughs> maybe they are doing that as an angle and it's just going to be like a, a comedy skit. But on live TV, she's getting a replacement. It's going to be a debuting woman, yeah. in my, I think. So that's why I stayed up. Um but yeah, then that didn't happen and I was like, "Oh no, it's a, oh, it's the 30th." Oh, okay. But the whole Saturday night, Friday night bollocks has completely thrown me off. Me too. I've not. Re- I mean, I watched last week's, but I wasn't really asked about watching last night's. And I think it's because I know they're going back to Wednesday, so I'm a bit like, I'll watch it then. Yeah. I'm not interested in this. These shows that are only getting like, you know, half of the audience that they should be getting. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're not going to be putting that much into. Well, they. I know they will, but I just want it. I just. I'm ready to watch it. On the Wednesday, like the Wednesday, well, th- watch it on Thursday. Yeah, I'm. I'm. What I'm really looking for forward to is the touring mm-hmm. for both for for every company because there's been loads of like announcements. Um, like New Japan's done another announcement where they're doing like a, a strong taping, mm-hmm. which is going to be in front of fans and just an ROH like same pay per views and stuff with fans there and. Obviously, WWE is going back to touring with the twelve rock people roster that they've got. Um, but yeah, I think I think I'm at that point now. And I think a part a part of what I said to you last night of why I wanted to stay up for it is because I wanted to see the fans there, mm-hmm. um, and I had a little look at the tickets um, just probably at about sort of ten o'clock hour time, so maybe three hours before the show started, maybe an hour before the doors open for people, and there were shitloads left. Yeah. And there was only that, well, that bit where I was like, "Oh, there's loads left." That was the only area that was open as mm. well. 
because it was like, but it looked like they'd mostly gone, but it wasn't like full up. It was just one tip, one part of the bottom tier around the ring, and then that little box behind the one that's on the hard cam. So I was like, right, there isn't that many people actually here. So they they've probably got a bit of fatigue. Well, the next week because I've I've not put as much effort into what's coming next as I normally do. Um, they're doing they're doing like a fan appreciation day because Wednesday's the last time they're doing Daily's Place. Right. Okay. And tickets start from like ten dollars. So, so then they're it, going back out on the road. <clears throat> yeah. So then the following Wednesday is Miami. Then it's Fighter Fest. So it's Road Rager. Cool. Then then I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. When they me get too. back out and stuff because those shows when they you know when they first started in the arenas were wild like they were so good and I think that. The, the appreciation of it being in someone's town is going to make it so that, you know, at least for a while, the atmosphere is going to be fucking crazy. You know, those, like, the, the next sort of four or five months is going to be nuts. I hope so, and I hope for wrestling across the board it is, because, yeah. like, Ted, um, Teddy's Legend, I think it's a different uh, handle now, uh, was messaging us... Um, just saying that he's he's really he's kind of fallen out with it a little bit, mm. but he's going to the Miami show, right? And I was like, okay, well, there's nothing like a live show to kind of kick you back into it. But I've seen that quite a lot, like through tweets I've seen or tweets that we've had, where people since the pandemic started and and the uh, you know the the non fans shows kind of started, is that people have put it down. Yeah. He's like, right, I'm going to wait until the fans come back. And for me, like, because our, our first kind of AEW sort of thing, we've gone back and watched the others since because of the fight app and it's dead easy just to fucking bring them up. New Japan World, get a grip of yourself how hard it is to fucking find old shows. Um, but the the first one that we saw was Double or Nothing last year. Mm. That was I was like, right, I'm going to give this a chance. Let's see, and it was great, and that was a fanless kind of um, show. Mm-hmm. And then we gone back and watched the other ones. And we're like, fucking hell, we should have been on this from the beginning rather than taking the piss out of it. Um, but yeah, that's fickle wrestling fans for you. But like, we've never had really a a continuity kind of moment where there've been fans there mm. where we're watching it week to week, and there's been fans there every week. Yeah, because watching some of the old dynamites. It's like full arena, near enough. Some of them are smaller venues, but that doesn't matter. Who cares? You know, if it's eight thousand, it's eight thousand. It's still fucking full arena, um, and the reactions and like Cassidy and you know, because Cassidy was getting cheered out of the building then, and now he's done all the shit with Jericho and mm-hmm. the Omega thing, and you know, so he's going to be still over. But it's seeing that crowd reaction does make a massive difference to your enjoyment of the show, because I've started to peter off a little bit. Yeah, with AEW, yeah. they're starting to get to the point where I was, but not you know this is this is massively over egging it. Yeah. But like the point where I was with WWE when we were properly watching it, where I've started to become over critical of things that I don't like. Mm-hmm. So the so the wave for AEW for me is gone now. Yeah. And what's left is just enjoyment of the show. But I'm I'm picking out the the nitpicky stuff. I'm a bit more in tune with which again I've got one nitpicky thing for later um, but yeah I think when 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 they start touring again 
every company when they when they start touring again. I think everybody's just going to get a bump. Mm. They're going to get live gates again, which is great. They're going to get TV ratings bigger. They're going to get pay per view buys if you do pay per views higher. You know, because New Japan really is the only show that I've been watching that has consistent fans there. It probably shouldn't do Japan. Mm. State of emergency probably shouldn't, but <laughs> but they are. So maybe that you know all they can do is clap, so they don't really get a. And the fact that they all adhere to it as well is just hilarious. But I think when the fans are back, that'll be. We're, we're off to the races mm. again. And Vince has even said, like, I don't know whether it was an interview or it was a leaked thing, that he's saving his good ideas. Do in quote, saving his good ideas for when crowds return. Cool, yeah. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, I'll believe it when I hear about it because I'm not going to say it. Yeah, that. yeah, definitely. Me too. Fucking toss. Anyway. Let's start the show, shall I we? I think so, his good idea is... Um, Brock Lesnar. And Becky Lynch. I think those are his good ideas that he's bringing back when the crowds are back. And John Cena as well. Yeah. Which yeah. again, we'll His get good to. ideas are just people. They're not ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's an idea, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Boom. My idea is Roman Reigns gets put over by John Cena. That's my idea. There you go. There you go. I'm going home. <laughs> I'm going to go take a nap. Um, anyway, let's start the show, shall we? So, hello, everyone. Welcome once again. It's RTM Wrestling episode 163. Poor blimey, Poor governor. blimey, governor. Um, hope you're all well. Hope you're all staying safe. Hope you've enjoyed your week. Uh, my name's Andy, if this is the first time you've listened to this. Oh, I'm Gemma. And this is Gemma. <laughs> welcome <laughs> I know yeah it's because we never do that anymore no and like, I know and there's so many times where I think to myself like maybe maybe people have listened to this for the first time and we're just waffling on about Gak Man there you go Stephanie Gak Man it's all of them now I, I, I've kind Vince of Vince Gak Man just the Gak Man the Gak Mans yeah and that includes Triple H as well it's, Triple H is a Gak Man or if you don't know what we're talking about, you probably turned it off when I said we were going to be finishing the show last time. But woohoo, go back and listen to that if you want to hear someone laughing. <laughs> oh my laughing. god, just listen to the last twenty minutes to the point of the last of show. Throwing it, up, it fucking went. It went off. <laughs> off the rails. It went off that shit. And seeing as today we're doing this podcast, it's right now ten to one in the afternoon, and we've not long been up. It's going to be a bit more of a sedate affair. I would say. I I've don't. got a green tea, for fuck's sake. I don't think it is. I think because we're feeling a bit tired, I think it's going to be worse. Do you reckon? I just know Maybe. I've got to clean the flat after this, and it's just bringing me down. Well, you know? we'll nah, we'll both do it. We'll whack some, we'll whack some ghost on. Yeah, be fine. True. You know, yeah. and we'll just, and we'll just smash it out. It'll only take an hour or two. Just on a side note, and I know nobody cares. I was going to list a load of stuff on eBay today, but well, then yeah. I forget that I can't send it to anybody because we're away next week. That's a good point. So, I need to put my shop on like hold. Yeah, because you're not going to be able to post anything. We're going on holiday, folks. <laughs> The Great British Holiday. We're going on a Great British Staycation. Here's a question for you. Are we going to do the podcast while we're Are away? Are we going to take this with us? Well, I wasn't planning to take my laptop because of, of work. work. Yeah. Because you know what I'm like, so I was going to ditch it. But it does mean we've not got a podcast for a week. We miss a week. I think we should miss a week. Yeah. Just from Just from my own sanity... Mm-hmm. And your sanity. Well, well you never... if you take that, then you're going to be checking shit. Of course, yeah. And Because uh, what I was going to say, and again, you know, let's uh, 
do our uh, do our, uh, I can't I can't think of the word. Let's just do something completely unrelated to the show. Let's just do it on air. Should I take mine just so we can watch it, or should I just leave mine as well? I mean, you could take your laptop because you're not going to be able. You're not gonna. You're not gonna sign into your work thing. Get oh get your fuck. headset on. Just take a few calls. No, I won't <laughs> fucking do that anyway. So yeah, you, yours could come, especially when we're you know the back in, end in the of, house. Yeah, yeah in the cause, house. Because we could take a USB. I could plug it into a telly or whatever that's there. Because I've got loads of films mm-hmm. on on my laptop legally. Yeah, totally legal. Totally, to- totally, totally legal. legal. Totally legal. Um, but yes, but what I was going to say is that depending on what happens on AEW, take the fight stick. Just plug it into the, t- yeah, yeah. Depending on what happens in AEW, we might end up doing a show Thursday night. This Thursday coming. Oh, yeah. Because we go on Friday, don't we? Oh, yeah, we? well, if there's enough news, mm-hmm. then, then there we go. Or if something mad happens. Yeah. And we're like, holy like, shit. Like loads of people being released. It's not, mad, it's not mad anymore, is it? No, it's not. It's just the norm now. We'll get to that later. Yep. Anyway, that's what we're doing for all holiday, folks. <laughs> that's what we think of it. No, <laughs> so let's start with something we've seen. Yes. Mick Foley, Broken School Sessions. Oh, yeah, fun. That was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, so I've seen it twice now. Once, just because I, I was up until after clock one night. And second, because I said... We gotta watch this. Yeah, I don't think I've laughed that much during one of them, ever. Yeah, they were f- it was funny. It was so funny. Like some of the stories that they're going on about, like um, uh, Diamond Dallas Page. Oh, poor guy. I he know. just copped for it, didn't he? So many times, I've heard so much shit about people pranking him. Yeah, he must have. He must have been such an easy target. Oh, I can see why. I can see why, because he is that person who texts himself very seriously and what he does very seriously. And I think that is just, that's just fucking (laughs) easy, isn't it? Yeah, and he he has a reputation for like flipping his lid. (laughs) But but he seems like he's one of them where he's like probably a super nice guy. And that's why the, the, so anyway, if you've not, if you've not seen it, the story is, long story short, they, they crumble cookies in his bed. After a day of completely needling him all day, yeah. So they put all cookies in his bed, and he's in there. He's <laughs> just like ends up, ends up like shouting at him, and then gets back in bed and goes, "Guys, tomorrow, I'm getting my own room." And then like a minute goes by, and he goes, "Bang!" <laughs> so funny. Uh, you wouldn't be sharing a room with Stone Cold, though. Fuck that. There's no way. No way. You just you. It's just there's. You're not gonna. You're gonna get pranked. Because the guy sounded like a fucking nightmare. Yeah, loads of people have said that. That he was a fucking nightmare to be around. I can but believe in a, it. But in a funny way. I guess it's so boring on the road as well that, you know, if, you, if you're that... If you're of that mind where, like, pranking's super funny to you, then, yeah. you know, that's the only entertainment you've got. <laughs> no social media, no fo- mobile phones at that point. <laughs> it's, it's like, let's just prank DDP again. Oh, Christ. That's fucking funny, but yeah, I mean the whole the whole like show was just hilarious and and in, in, insightful because he was going on about the Hell in a Cell match and that mm. for, forever he like resented it, and only till recently he spoke to Taker and was like, Taker said, "This is gonna outlive the pair of us," and that's when it kind of dawned on him that he'd had loads of good moments. So it's like, God, mm. you know, fucking years. You know, we're talking what twenty. 25 years maybe since that Hell in a Cell match got 98 
King of the Ring 98 was it or 97 I think it was 98 was such a long time ago now but like he'd been just holding resentment for that one match the whole time so mad isn't it <clears throat> yeah I think it it, I think with Foley that he doesn't he he re, I think he finds it in his head impossible to put himself with the greats I just don't think he you know because he talks about the greats and he's not in it yeah and you know you've got Austin saying oh, and you too and he was, you know, he was like one of the for a different reason. Absolutely. But I think he, I think he sees himself as like, oh, that mid card guy who had that mad match yeah, and did yeah. stupid shit, you know, and hurt himself. But it's weird. It's really weird to see someone, and it's it's not like someone like you know false modesty or being modest. It's like it just doesn't compute with him. No. That he's as famous as he is, and he's like a bit a massive part of wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe because he's just quite a normal bloke, isn't he? He's not got any yeah. airs or graces about <clears throat> him and no. never has. So I guess, you know, he's never really bought into his own hype. Yeah. You know, yeah, don't seem that. to have bought into his own hype. You know, maybe it's a lot because, he, you know, he was was married for so long and he was always really grounded and took it with a pinch of salt, like everything yeah, that happened. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. Who knows? But, um, but it was really fun to watch, actually. It was so fucking long. Yeah, it was like two hours long. It was crazy long. I was like, wow, this is nuts. And I've not clicked into it, but I looked on like YouTube the other day, like one of the suggested videos was like extra. And I was like, fucking hell, extra. Love to know how many beers Stone Cold gets through during that. Oh, easily a six. How many times he he like, because they must all be next to him. (laughs) Oh yeah, they'll be in a cooler next to him. Well, he's in his house. Yeah, it's mad that, isn't it? Yeah, he's just, he's got that set up in his house. (laughs) Talk about cool as fuck set yeah, up in your own house. Awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, but no, it was great. And anybody who's not seen it, go and watch it. I mean, there's ways of watching it without giving uh, Gek Men's Man's nine ninety nine of your money a month. So do uh, <laughs> do partake in that instead. Uh, right, let's start it off then with the news. So point one. The news. And interestingly enough, point one is something that I was saying about last week on mm. the show and I was like surely these TV networks are not happy with WWE with everything that's going on at the moment and sure enough <laughs> a news story literally two days after the fucking show aired multiple sources are reporting that the USA network officials are not happy with Fox getting big hell in the cell match for the universal title on Friday Smackdown which did jack shit for the ratings by the way um, Friday night saw Roman Reigns against Rey Mysterio which should have been on the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view but they took it off so Andrew Zarian of the Matman podcast reported that the USA Network were unhappy with the Hell in the Cell match taking place during Smackdown on Fox which also led to Fox officials not being thrilled with the fact that they constantly promote Peacock on their network uh, which is seen as a rival streaming service. NBCU obviously has no issue with Peacock being pushed on Raw, because obviously it's their fucking channel, so of course they're not. Dave Meltzer. Twat. Honestly, more more every day that this motherfucker gets on my ass. Like, I've, I watched a video today about the, the Jungle Boy like main event. Mm-hmm. He And you know how much I hate being interrupted oh, yeah. it's just one of my like bugbears he interrupt, interrupts Alvarez constantly 
constantly. It's like, shut the fuck up. I nearly tweeted saying, shut the fuck up, dude. You're pissing me off. But I didn't. <laughs> I just don't give him my money instead. <clears throat> just give it to Alvarez. Um, but yeah, so like I fucking said this last week, or the week before, I can't remember. Mm, but they can't be fucking happy with you know P- Peacock if you if you're if you pay WWE a billion dollars over 5 years and you say right okay you're going to do all your pay-per-views because uh, they're not pay-per-views anymore so they should stop calling them pay-per-views you should call them sports entertainment events so if you take your t- so it's it's no secret who the top star is in WWE at the moment forget about the returning people who could potentially turn up Roman Reigns is your number one drawing card. Yeah, no one's going to change that. Doesn't matter who, like you no. say, who comes back. No one's going to change Roman because he has been the top for the last what feels like ten years now. Yeah, but as far as like drawing capability as well, because because mm. WWE wins matter. Person who wins sells the most merch because that's what they condition their fans to think. So when you see somebody debuting and they get beat, they ain't got shit for them. It's just the way it goes. It's not like other shows where people can lose five times in a row and it's a storyline that you get invested in. No, no, no. If they lose, they're going to cut them. Mm-hmm. Or if they win, they're going to cut them. Who fucking knows anymore? But we'll get to that later. Um, so I was like, there's no way Peacock is happy with giving them, because they're paying them for a service now. Mm-hmm. Like, we're paying you to provide us a service. So they have... They don't have that much control over it anymore, other than promote pr- producing these pay per views. That's why they've got rid of the documentaries division. That's why they've got rid of everything outside of that. That's all going to be Peacock doing that from now on. So, if I was the guy who handed the cash over to WWE, it was like, here's your two hundred and fifty or two hundred million for this for this first year, and then I hear. That they take Roman Reigns off a show that I've paid them for, yeah, and put it not not even on Raw on a rival TV network. It's a rival network, so you've took the biggest star off the show and put them on a rival network. Breach your contract. Mm. I'd be saying that's a fucking breach. You owe me now a hundred million dollars. Mm. You're getting half the money this year because you've done that, and you're gonna fucking like it. But obviously, I don't think that's gonna happen. But for me, the constant promotion of Peacock on on Raw uh, on on SmackDown as well is gonna be annoying to them. Yeah. So this this is the problem when you take money from all sides is you're not gonna be able to keep them happy. And again, like I've always said, the Vince McMahon changing the show at the last minute, I don't think is because he is senile and he doesn't know what he's doing. I think they've got themselves into such a position where the networks run the show. So if they do a Monday Night Raw where they do an angle and NBCU don't like it, it's going to get axed for next week. Mm. I Literally, I think, because they're getting paid so much money. And if the viewing figures fluctuate, Vince will be on a call for an hour on Tuesday and an hour on Saturday with them, trying to talk him down off the ceiling. So if they don't like something, they are going to make you change it. It's not it's not a case where they're getting paid fuck all or they're just getting paid like a little bit of the advertising revenue. These networks own those companies. Look at AEW. They do a Sting debut and what did TNT say straight away? No more surprises. So now now because we know that, we know when we watch Dynamite we ain't getting a surprise. Mm-hmm. Or a surprise that 
they think is a big deal, like Sting debuting. No more surprises. So they're going to have to do their surprises on pay-per-views, which will make pay-per-views better and, and mm-hmm. all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But that's how much power these networks have. Yeah. You know, they can just do what they want. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how many fucking writers they've got. It doesn't matter how many wrestlers have got ideas. The network is the boss. Vince can say, and we can all blame Vince as much as we like to, and really, the book does stop with him. But if you're getting paid a billion dollars to do something and the person who's paying you that money doesn't like it, you're going to change. That's why they don't give a fuck, and I'll go into more detail about this later, but they don't give a fuck about fan reaction. They don't care who likes who and whether or not people thought it was a book, well-booked match. No. The only people they care about is the one that's paying them the money because our money, our T-shirt sales or our um, live event attendance or our nine ninety nine a month outside of the US is a drop in the fucking ocean compared to what these things oh, are giving them. Oh, it's definitely, 100%. It's all about the network money. Um, one of the things I was thinking about is the um, the Saudi deal. You know, that's that was over a period of time, right? Was it 10 years, 5 years? I can't remember. I think it was 10 years. 10 years. Sure. And they've missed a year. So they're going to have to make up those events that they agreed that they were going to do. So those Saudi events are going to have to occur a lot more frequently. And I felt like they were already occurring fairly frequently. I think it was twice a year. So they're going to have to make up for the year and a half that they've missed with them. So, you know, I know that I'm, I'm going off on a tangent. It's not to do with the networks. But there's quite a lot... The, the, the pressure is at all angles. Signing these big deals, you know... The Saudi one is something that's you know seems obviously it's been parked because there's not a lot they can do. Yeah. But there's that shit as well that they've got to respond to, and they've got to go. Okay, well we you know the, the agreement over ten years said that we're going to do two events a year. We've missed a year and a half. We owe you two, three events yeah, on yeah. top of the two events a year <clears throat> that we're going to have to yeah. pick up and resume. So it's going to feel like I think that they're always going to Saudi, and then you know. I know we're talking about it later, but it, it ties into getting rid of a load of people because then, you know, like, they're having to be in lots of different places at once and please all these different people. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm probably not making much sense here, but no, at the are, same yeah. time, all of those people who they've got them agreements with all want the same stars there. Oh, yeah. They won't just settle for, you know, Saudi ain't going to settle for mid-carders going over and doing there. They want Reigns, they want Lesnar, they want, like, returning, you know, like, legends who they never, you know, yeah, who they've yeah. never got to see before there. So, yeah. like, if Cena's back, it's like, well, we want Cena in Saudi. Yep. Like, if, if he's coming back, we want him in Saudi. Like, get him get him on the show. You've, yeah. missed, you've missed a fucking year and a half. We want John Cena now. Oh, and by the way, we want The Rock. So sort yeah, that out. So sort the rock out. Sort the out. rock out now because you you owe us. Yeah. You know it's it's just a fucking absolute mindfuck shit show, fragmented business with all of these very important stakeholders. Yeah. Who want to see the same show, and they can't all get the same show because no. Roman Reigns can't be in all these different places at once doing everything. But they've yeah. they've they've made that um, product such as it is. Led by Roman Reigns, so everybody wants that. Roman Reigns. Yeah. yeah, of course, because they, they put all their eggs into that guy's. What if he gets sick? 
well, what the fuck did they do when he when he well when he when he was sick and yeah. then and when he stayed off because he wanted to protect his kids? It's just fucking crazy. It's like, and then then they they're gonna start. I think the the way they're going is they are just gonna lean on the likes of Lesnar and Cena and you know pay them huge fees yep. to make one off. Cena is a million dollars for Saudi. What? Why do you think there was a tag team match in Saudi Arabia? Of Shawn Michaels and Triple H against Undertaker and Kane. Because there was they, one reason they fucking what... wanted it, and here's the money to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want they wanted to do that match, so they paid those four people probably a million dollars each. Because this isn't this is not you know they, they make more money out the Saudi deals than they do off WrestleMania per show. The, it gives them more money than WrestleMania. We won't see the Saudi shows again, though, because no. I don't think Peacock will put them, Peacock won't want to put them on. But that, but, well, they have to because it's that. That's a reason that that's part of their Saudi contract that they get network only specials. It's a pay per view. But then potentially they ain't going to pay them like hundred million being... a show to go and do a house show. They want it on the network and they want to show off Saudi Arabia oh, and yeah, advertise true. it. That's the whole point. The whole point of it is that they had their own WWE network mm-hmm. and there was no... Because the, cause the big problem before the WWE network started is pay-per-view companies wouldn't touch it. Mm. They, not that it was... that, To my knowledge, it wasn't a thing then. But pay-per-view companies... This is, this is the problem you have as well. So WWE, when they were doing pay-per-views... For other other TV networks, and this is another way they used to shaft people, is when like TNA had a pay per view or something like that. Mm. WWE would just put a pay per view on. That's why we've got all these mad like December to December roadblock whatever it is pay per views that they do now because they had their main ones and then other companies would do a pay per view and they'd put one on the same night. Mm. So then all the pay-per-view providers would say, well, actually, no, we're going to go with the WWE one because we know that's going to sell more than yours. Mm. So that was another way they used to fuck companies over. So the whole... And whether or not you know a pay-per-view company would take a show from Saudi Arabia with all that advertising in it, probably not. They probably wouldn't say, well, we're not just going to put a Saudi Arabia propaganda video on there. So when they got their own network, they can decide what they put on themselves. Now they can't decide what they put on themselves, so that's going to be really interesting yeah. to see if they, they allow... It depends whether Peacock are that arsed about what goes into the show, mm. or it's just, you're doing your WWE network on our platform, but... Because we've seen they've gone through and edited loads of stuff out of it, so so there's loads of stuff that they've took off because it's, you know, not great to watch. So are they going to be the same? Are, are they are they as Peacock, as NBCU, are they going to say, hang on, they're doing a, a Saudi Arabia pay-per-view with all this mad propaganda in it about women finally being allowed to drive and all this kind of shit? Are they going to say, actually, our shareholders don't want us to show that, so we're going to edit that off the show? Yeah. And then Saudi will go. You're in a massive fucking breach contract. They're in. They're it's in the pockets of too many people. Essentially, it yeah. is a mess because you can't. Each each agreement impacts the other agreements because it's the same company. Yeah. It's wild. It's absolutely fucking wild. God, that's mad, isn't it? Yeah. That might be really interesting to see, like what that Saudi show's like. 
Because mm. that's the, the whole reason why they wanted to do it, is that Prince has got a fucking daft amount of money. He liked wrestling, but he wanted to show off the fact that he's a more progressive prince. That was that was what Triple H said those words, yeah. that he's a more progressive prince. That was a whole thing. It was a propaganda show. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if the billion dollar Peacock agreement gets them out of the Saudi one and covers the cost of paying to get out of it. Because that weren't a billion dollars, Saudi. No, but it was like a hundred million a show. A Cut show? A hundred million per show. Fucking hell. Yeah. A mi- per show, really, per was it? Per show. hundred million. Christ. There's a lot of money kicking about Saudi, isn't there? Well, yeah. But that's why they paid fucking Undertaker, Kane, Michaels and, and Triple H. That, yeah. Probably a shitload of money to do that. Well, the matches are so fucking random on it. Like They're, they're not a continuation of what's going on in the show. 100 million a year it was. Yeah. So 50 million a show. Shit, yeah. So it's not really like they could take it out of the... But I would be interested to see how that picks up and how it goes and what happens. Because yeah. it does seem at odds with the Peacock deal completely. It depends what they're asked about, though. Mm. If Peacock are bothered, if they if they say... Because cause WWE have had so much negative press about going to Saudi Arabia. You know, John Oliver did a spot on it on his show... I've seen loads of articles about, you know, WWE should cancel this Saudi thing. You can't, this is the thing, you can't cancel shit once you've signed a contract. And if they've signed a contract for 10 years mm. to produce this show, they can't suddenly turn around and say, oh, actually, we're getting a lot of fan backlash and we're getting a lot of people, corporate sponsors, who want to pull out. Because they had a couple of corporate sponsors pull out. Snickers are fine, they don't give a shit, they'll just do it, whatever. But they had a few corporate sponsors, like lower corporate sponsors, mm. pull out because they didn't agree with them going and doing a propaganda video. It's not about women being allowed to wrestle. It's not about that. It's not about going and giving the Saudi Arabian fans who pack that fucking place out. It's probably worth doing a show there anyway. Mm. If, you, if you're allowed to, if the prince would allow you to do it. I don't know whether that comes into it. But it's not about that. They, they masked that with the or, you know, now women can wrestle. And, and the one person in the crowd that shouted, this is hope. And Steph- Gackman's there with a fucking <laughs> nose covered in snow. Just like, yeah, there was, the whole place was chanting it. Yeah. Didn't Triple H shed a fucking faux tear over that? Oh, Jesus. But it's not about that, guys. It's not about that. It's about you getting paid, like Alan Partridge, to do a fucking promotional video and you just happen to throw a few matches in there. Yeah. Like, that's basically what you're doing because on four... The one that I watched, at four times they showed a ten-minute promo video. Oh, yeah, about, about Visit Saudi, essentially, wasn't it? About how yeah. great the country was and how much it's changing and, and all that shit. It's, it's just... It, it is just a clusterfuck to me. It's a clusterfuck. And I do, I do think... I still think it's getting sold. He's 100% getting sold. And do you know what, right? I know that... I know we're going to... Again, we'll talk about the releases later. This isn't about the releases. No. But it's connected to Nick Khan. Do you remember, like, last year when we were to- when we first sort of said, this, this, this and this, it's getting sold. And yeah. you went, you're absolutely right. And I remember saying... I think at first I said, no way. Yeah. I said, there's no way Vince is going to give up power. But... Here we are. Exactly. Yeah. But I remember saying at that point, it was fucking ages ago, Vince isn't... And I don't think I was talking about Nick Campbell. Maybe I was, but because I've, I've only heard of this guy in recent months. Yeah. But I said, oh, the, the reason why Vince 
is isn't the one kind of seemingly making these decisions is because he wants to come out of it as the good guy and that makes a lot of sense to push it to someone else and i don't know what i was who i was talking about or what i was talking about but i don't think it was nick khan but perhaps it was but the whole like nick khan publicity thing it again him coming out and being the one who's quoted, him coming yeah. out and being his face in front of everything, and the person behind all these new decisions, that is like the perfect, perfect story you tell to the fans to protect Vince McMahon when the sale goes through. Because Vince yeah. McMahon hasn't isn't the bad guy. Yeah. But anybody who thinks that Vince McMahon isn't the bad guy is off the rocks. But this is a business. Yeah. This is like yeah, business yeah. people making that decision. Yeah, yeah. Fans get fans fucking can see through it. But this is like a business thing of like right, protect Mister McMahon, yeah. and we position this person to As, get yeah. ready for that transition. You should bring him on TV because he can be the new Vince, the new heel boss. Oh yeah, Christ! If, I bet it. Vince has had a chat to him saying, "Do you want to? Do you want to be on TV?" Because everybody will fucking hate you. Yeah. And they would do. But obviously, he's just a business guy. He's doing that. But this is my lasting point before we go on to the... Because we'll, we'll, we'll probably get into it really yeah. deep later on. I, I put a few like fluff stories in before that just to try and like outweigh it. The end of the day, that company does not give a fuck about the fans. Does not care at all Mm-mm. about you guys. And I'm talking to you guys who still watch it. I don't watch it anymore. I, I watch the odd the odd bit, the odd match, if somebody tells me it's a good match. So, but not on Raw and SmackDown. You couldn't pay me to watch that. And we don't get paid for this. So I, <laughs> so I ain't watching it. Because I've just got too much to, to do. They don't care. They don't care. Like They go on all the time about talking about, like, oh, the fans, the WWE universe, it's bullshit. The reason why we know it's bullshit is because we don't get a, co- a cohesive TV show anymore. They're in, the, they're in the pockets of too many people, and the fans are completely secondary, because you guys, they've just, they've had a year where no fans could attend. Mm-hmm. They've had no live gates, the only fan money that they've seen from you is merchandise sales, which will be massively down because most of their merch gets sold at live shows. And WWE Network subscription now for outside of the US. And the US was the biggest market. So it was like 1.5 million people subscribed worldwide and there's about a million of them are in the US. Yeah. So they don't give a fuck about you. Like, they don't care because you're not giving them any money anymore. They've just had the most profitable year they've ever had. Stone Cold, that run, The Rock, Hulk Hogan, WrestleManias, 90,000 people, allegedly. They've never been more profitable. They've never made more money. And it isn't because of the fans. Mm-hmm. Like, on, you could argue on a base level it is, because if they weren't getting any ratings or anything like that, they wouldn't get these big TV contracts. But their ratings have been slowly declining for the last 10 years, to the point where the both shows now are averaging under 2 million, which was unheard of. I remember, like, because we've been doing this show for fucking years, like a couple of years ago when we were still watching it, going, oh, Raw's gone under 3 million. Oh, the, the wheels are coming off. Raw's gone under 3 million. Amazing. Raw's now averaging out over the last 18 weeks at 1.9. So there ain't got. This is the best time to sell them. 
Yeah. But the fans have gotten to that position, but they're not going to put a good show on for you. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck if they, if they bring someone back to TV, shoot an angle and then sack them. They don't give a fuck about what you think. They couldn't care less. You know, the whole in, in a year's time, you're all going to be chanting, give Divas a chance again. <laughs> because that's the way it's going. I, mean, I think in an ideal world, they'd love it if WWE was just a brand and they could just sell stuff off the back that's of it. That's what they're doing. That I, I just think that that's, you know, and then just there's no wrestling at all. Like, no wrestling happens. And it's just like a bunch of people who just, <laughs> who are just there to sell. Like, and I, know, I know that's essentially TV what show. it is. Yeah. yeah. That, but they would love it if if the wrestling part of it was was just completely dead, I think. I think if they could make as much money by just doing, like, I don't know, just like toys. A, like skits, yeah, yeah. <laughs> toys and skits, like a Saturday night fucking thing. They would. I think Raw and SmackDown will turn into shows that, I mean, they pretty much have done, where there's minimal wrestling on them. Because, again, it was weeks ago, and it was just based on one show... But Lance Storm did a thing on the FOW video show where he got his time time stopwatch out and timed the amount of wrestling on the show. Mm. And for Raw, for a three-hour show, there was like 45 minutes of wrestling. So it was like 33% of the show, because with adverts, it's like, you know... 40, two and a half yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah, two and a half hours, like something like that. I think two hours, 20 minutes or some shit. Yeah. With adverts, so there was like thirty three percent wrestling on the show. So there was as much wrestling as there was advertising, essentially. Yes, absolutely. That's what he said. Mm. Whereas AEW is sixty six percent of the show is wrestling. They're not a wrestling company anymore. Like I fuck when people like I see it or people tweet us going on about how WWE is a wrestling show. Please think about what you're saying because it is not a wrestling show. It's a fucking soap opera that that uses the wrestling as a device to get from storyline to storyline. Mm. You know that's why go through and I know Meltzer's a fucking dickhead, but go through his five star rated matches. When was the last five star WWE match? Michaels Razor Ramon ladder match. Mm. He didn't even give five stars to the Undertaker and Michaels at Mania. Which is astounding to me because they're like forty-five minute classics, but and that's you know you think what you want about him, but it's not a wrestling company like NXT and all that. That was them getting their wrestling side out, which is mm. now disappearing. Um, but anyway, speaking of fucking WWE doing shit stuff, <laughs> number two, we'll we'll talk about a few. Where, where's the thing? Oh, it's actually. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a couple of fluffy ones and then we're getting into the releases. Uh, so number two, hand spotted under the ring <laughs> during WWE Hell in the Cell it's main made event. made my fucking day that did, that video. I loved it. Oh, oh it was great. The, was the great. mysterious hand. So WWE took some heat from fans on social media. They don't care. Uh, <laughs> after a hand of a crew member hiding under... How do you know he was a crew member, eh? No, we know how it's a crew member. Uh, hiding under the ring was caught on camera during last night's Hell in the Cell main event, which saw Bobby Lashley, and this is me putting the news together last night, like it was last night, uh, saw Bobby Lashley retain over Drew McIntyre. The crew member's hand could be seen coming out of the ring after Lashley chokeslam McIntyre from the apron through a table at ringside. Uh, fans not the company for having McIntyre take a bump on what appeared to be padding and for having a crew member push the table pieces back out around him. This is fucking hilarious. I love as, it so much. As soon as I saw this, 
and he was put on the the hand comes and like pushes the table back. I was like, that fucker's pulled a crash mat out. Yeah, because I couldn't grasp what the fuck had happened. When I saw the video, I was like, why is someone under there, like, shoving shit out? Like, I just, I did, I honestly, it didn't put two and two together at all. And as soon as you said that, he's landed on a crash mat, there's someone underneath to pull it back, and then obviously they need to push the props back out to make it look. I was like, of course that's what it is. How did I not figure that out? Because they're doing these stupid fucking spots in the Thunderdome where that they would never do no. when there's a live crowd there no but like how many times have we seen somebody go from the apron through a table to the outside fucking tons like McIntyre and Sheamus kick the shit out of each other on Raw yeah go for it kick the shit out of each other on Raw you've got a Hell in the Cell main event right and he's going from the apron through a table onto a crash mat it's like there's protecting your wrestlers and then there's I don't know. Like, I, I really don't fucking know anymore with these twats. Like, do you think McIntyre was the one who made that decision? No fucking way. Absolutely no way. On a raw, which really doesn't matter. Because that's the thing, like, I always hear from, from people, is that these wrestlers kill themselves and bust their asses and then have the worst finishes in the history of like wrestling. Like I didn't on the I don't mean I didn't watch any of the Hell in the Cell. But I heard that there was Rhea Ripley against Charlotte, I think. And it was it ended in a DQ because whilst Rhea Ripley was dragging shit off the table, off the announce table to put Charlotte through the announce table, which how many times have we seen in a non DQ match? The table's just legal, apparently. Um but that's the way it's always been and she like pulled a bit of the table off and like hit by accident and I've not seen it so if this is wrong you know feel free to correct me but like by accident hit her with like the the floppy part the top part of the table that has the logo on that looks like a piece of cardboard you know spun and hit her with it and gets DQ'd at a fucking pay-per-view like please and it was like a 20 minute match or some shit like please get a fucking grip of yourself so there's no way McIntyre said I'm not doing that spot you need to put a crash mat there there's no way because we've seen him do stuff on a fucking raw miles worse and they've got the padding around the ring and most people say it still sucks but the table cushions your fall mm, yeah so that's that's the way they kind of say it so what was the crash mat even for then? Like, well, for him. No, no, no. But if he so he landed on a table, right? Did yeah. he land on a table? So the shot that I only saw a picture of this, so I haven't actually seen it. Okay. Apart from the the get the, the, the meme hand. of the hand coming out. Thing is that what it's called in the Adams family? Thing. Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, but like, he, so so the camera is like looking like that up. So, like, looking up at Lashley. So, it's from the floor looking up. Okay. And you can just see the top of the table. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Lashley picks him up and chokeslams him through it. So, you don't... You see you see McIntyre land, I'm assuming, land on the table, mm. but you don't see him hit the floor. Right, I see. So, then... So, there the would camera... have been something under, like, a beanbag or something yeah, underneath Yeah, underneath the, the table. Cool. So, there was something underneath the table to protect him. Mm. So, then it cuts to Lashley in the ring... I'm ge- and this is all I'm just guessing and then cuts back to McIntyre too early and McIntyre's like you know selling it but you usually when you get a shot of somebody who's gone through a table 
they're in the middle of the table and they're just like lay, lay yeah, there. Yeah. But like McIntyre's like at the side of the table, like rolling around while this guy's like trying to push the fucking table back out. Um, ridiculous. Yes. What it's... a ridiculous thing. I know. I mean, there's there's protecting your wrestlers and then there's... Completely screwing it up. They're always going to get shit for that. Always. Anyway, point three. Wednesday night on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, John Cena addressed his impending return to WWE. When asked about it, he said, those rumours are true. I'll definitely be back in WWE. I just don't know when. Uh, Cena said he hadn't had his last match and he can't wait to have his next one. Well, we know when his next one is. And that's SummerSlam (laughs) against Roman Reigns. Yeah, we know Cena. We know Cena, unfortunately. We don't even watch the show. So do you, you Mark. Look look it up, you Mark. So, the question really about that is... I'm trying to think of what... I I had a good one and I didn't write it down like an idiot. It was something like... This over-reliance on people from outside of the company... Is it ever going to change? No. Never. See, to play... Play devil's advocate. They did a. Uh, they've done a, a few casting calls recently because they're not wrestling tryouts. Doesn't matter how much they say they're wrestling tryouts. They're not. They're casting calls because they don't want wrestlers, and nor should they want wrestlers because they're not a wrestling show. No, no. They, they, I think they've gone away from that now, aren't they? From cleaning up the indie scene. Yeah, yeah. The, the like, mass hoarding. They're like, oh, do you know what? Actually, Vince is like, do you know what? Actually, I don't. I don't like any of these men and women. I don't like them. They're not pretty. <laughs> they're not pretty or big it's weird like why am I hiring these people they're ugly they're ugly and small <laughs> I need some big pretty people well interestingly enough you say that because I don't think you know this do I the, not but the casting call that they put out there oh great is nobody over the age of 27 okay cool you must be at least 6 foot even the women? Or is it is just dudes? I don't know. <laughs> so fuck me. Yeah. And you must be 260 pounds or over. Wow, yeah. There you go. Brock Lesnar's. Yeah, yeah. They want more Brock Lesnar's. They just want big big bulls, don't they? Big bulls! They some big bulls! Some big hosses! <laughs> but this, have you seen this Parker Bordeaux guy? I don't know no. if I'm saying his name right. But he's like teasing his debut. And I think he's a wrestler or something like that. But he looks like Brock Lesnar. Oh, is it that the tattooed guy? Um, got tattooed let me arms. let me Google. Let me Google. Let me Google. German types things. He did like a picture, of, like I think a year ago, with a shirt on that said like "Property of the Performance Center." Sure, I know who you mean, and he literally looks like him. He, yeah, oh. he is like Brock Lesnar. He Parker like... Bordeaux. Yeah, yeah, it's literally who I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah he is his love child. Absolutely. He's so that's that's what they want. Love, love child. So that that gets rid of all the wrestlers. So if you do that casting call, you've got to be at least at least six foot, two hundred and sixty pounds, just to do a just to do a casting call. Yeah, that's wild. Doesn't even, doesn't it? mean you're getting signed, and you can't be over the age of twenty seven. Yeah, they've, they've definitely gone away from the from the indie scene. Yeah, of course they have. They don't want any seasoned veteran people. They don't want um, anybody who's small. Or any no. small guys. Well, we, we know they don't want any small guys because of the releases, which we'll yeah, get on to. It's... They, they've had their fun now. Yeah. They've had their fun yeah. with, like, recruiting wrestlers, cleaning up, stealing the industry in the UK. That was so much fun. 
so much. They fun. had a giggle. They had a little. Oh, yeah. You know, we had a we had a good time, didn't we, Hunter? Yeah, you know, like yeah. they had a fucking giggle, didn't they? And now they're like, hmm, need to sell some toys and yeah, yeah, need to get the kids back and <laughs> these indie stars just a bit, you know, a bit too wrestling. <laughs> it's a bit too wrestling. But if you think about it, though, if you think about it, that's absolutely right. Like, if you ain't gonna use these people. Mm. Then fucking go to what you know, and what Vince knows is big strapping bulls. Oh, God. <laughs> he, he he loves he loves it, he loves it so much, and but, you know that's that's his thing. To be to be, to to be that arsehole, right? If you're looking at it from a purely business point of view, and you sat in a room with Vince, and you go, okay, who's the only small, you know. Let, let's 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 think about some small guys that have made it to that elite level. Yeah, you know, like Shawn Michaels, Rey Mysterio. Yeah, anyone else? Shawn Michaels, Rey Mysterio, the two that come to mind. Rey Mysterio was obviously uh, Hispanic, so that corners a market there. He was a massive star for them in Mexico. Yeah. Um. I can't think of any other main event level stars who are not big guys no I mean Hardy's Edge Edge Christian but again they're not you know I know Edge came back and beat the fuck out of Reigns this week but there's there's nobody outside you know Triple H massive guy The Rock Mm. massive guy you know Austin didn't have a great body but Austin's lightning in a bottle he's very tall he looks very tall yeah he's a tall guy Um, you know, Kane, Undertaker, Mankind yeah. again is the as the anom- anomaly, but he's still a tall guy. Mm. Um, Batista, Big Show, Lashley, McIntyre. McIntyre got released when he was a skinny guy, and look at him now, swole, <laughs> big swole. <laughs> swole, that's funny. <laughs> but you know that that's what they want, and, if, yeah. and Brock Lesnar, you know. If that's what they want, that's what they should get. Yeah, I suppose it, it is that thing and then of you let like go Braun Strowman. I know it's weird. It's like who are like who is WWE? Who they trying to appeal to? I guess that you know if they do stick to their guns on the big guys, then that's great news. That is great news for the re- for the rest of us because it means that you know they're not trying to be the because what it what is what has been the point of them getting like signing really good wrestlers there's been no point they've done nothing these guys no they've not had great matches they've not had the time they've not been able to do half the spots that they would do on other shows what has been the point and the point you know wwe i think thought they wanted to go down a particular route and that's that's triple h because nxt was doing really well Vince wanted a piece of the pie because he was like, I like how fucking into it the crowds are. This is great. Yeah, yeah. This is going to translate. It didn't because he didn't know they, they didn't know what to do with them and they won't let them do the stuff that they need to do. Yeah, it's it, it's been pointless. It's been so pointless. And like I know that it's a a really reductive point to make, but the thing that annoys me is the fact that there's still really great wrestlers on there books who are signed into contracts and it's like it's you've it's been such a waste of time them hiring you you've wasted so many years you've got money brilliant and you might really fucking love the money but you know ricochet what's he fucking doing 
See, this is the thing, like, they don't need good wrestlers. No. Because they're not a wrestling show. They need people who can cut a promo. And the problem with a lot of these wrestlers is they can't cut a promo. No, that's true. So, like, if you took, like, a, you know, maybe three or four years ago, Omega and the Young Bucks, they wouldn't have done anything with them. Because mm. they couldn't do a promo. They were too awkward. And I, and I still have that concern. Well, not concern, but, you know... I still say on on the odd occasion. I think heel heel books is ten times better, and they can obviously do that a lot easier mm. than a face promo. But some of their promos, like in the last, you know, before the heel turn, were dicey, and it's like right, okay. And some of Omega's face promos were dicey. Yeah, yeah. And it's like okay, I understand you're not scripted, and I understand you know I should give you a little bit more leeway. But if you look at somebody like Moxley, Moxley can do a face promo, and he can do a heel promo, mm-hmm. and he can wrestle to a certain level that you need him to. Like he, WWE doesn't need Kenny Omega having five star matches because that's not what they want. They don't want to do that. What they want is somebody who's got to be a good promo, and the crowd will get behind in a certain way. Because go back and look at those Attitude Era matches, please. They're all over the fucking place. The only good bit about the matches is the crowd going off the fucking nut mm. for for no for no reason. If you looked at it now, you'd be like, "Why?" If you watched like a, a random episode of Raw from like the late nineties, and like glass smashes, and there's you can see shoes flying about because mm-hmm. that on that Mick Foley documentary when they showed like Mick Foley winning the title. You know, like, Billy Gunn dives in and takes out Shamrock and then the glass smashes and holy shit, did that place lose its mind. Yeah. That's what they want to get to. They want where just the music of somebody makes the crowd lose it. Yeah. Which they may never, ever do that again. Because, again, Austin, small, smaller guy, not a, not a huge guy, but he's big enough. Mm. Um, but the people like Ricochet, they're never going to give Ricochet a mic. No. I, I saw one promo of Ricochet and it was fucking atrocious. And Neville, bless him, Pac, when he turned heel, was fucking awesome on the promos. But they don't understand what he's saying. Because yeah, he's, he's got a Geordie accent. So they can't understand him. So they've got no, they've got no point. There's, there's no point of them having the red arrow, black arrow now, there's no point in him being on the show doing the Red Arrow because they don't give a shit about wrestling. Yeah. You know, the the one, the characters and the storyline, which the irony of it is they ain't doing any of them at the moment. Mm. But if they're serious about like getting it back, then they need to go to what, what Vince knows. And Vince knows big guys and how to book a big guy. Yeah. And if you have 10 of those, if you've got... If suddenly WWE had like 10... Brock Lesnar's all because there's got to be some fucking Brock Lesnar's knocking out knocking about might mm. not be as good or as big as him but big enough yeah who can just talk into a mic and tell it tell someone they're going to rip their arms off and then that's it if you if 10 suddenly got put onto Raw and Smackdown five on each it would make the show so much more interesting because it's like a new lease of life a load of young big guys mm. who you've made yourself because that's the problem as well, and I think you said it a couple of weeks ago. Is like Vince has like an overhang with people who are like indie wrestlers, and he's been quoted in the past to say, 
or indie wrestlers are, you know, they, they never change, they only do the indie shit. And um, which, you know, maybe he's right. Who, who the fuck knows? Maybe he's right. I think they went through a phase. I just think it was a phase that that just hasn't worked out because and again if you look at those old like Attitude Era shows, most of the guys were big. Yeah. And it was a you know, like you had like the big show was like the big big guy, yeah, you know, because yeah. he was seven foot tall or whatever the fuck. And and Kane and Undertaker were a bit taller. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, oh Jesus! But all the other guys were fucking huge. They were yeah. jacked. They were clearly on the juice. A lot of them, oh yeah, definitely. You know that weren't naturally that big. But yeah. everybody was jacked. Every single person. So it wasn't like. Um, whereas now, when you see a like someone like Lesnar, he sticks out like a sore thumb. Whereas, you know, like if he was back in the, if. Lesnar would have been in the Attitude Era, he'd have just been one of the dudes. One of the big guys, yeah. Yeah, just one of the guys. So it's like, even the little guys were fucking, like, Eddie Guerrero was, like, yeah, jacked. Like he went from, like, European title size to WWE title size. Yeah, it's mental. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, if, if they do want to go down that route, amazing, because I'm not a big fan of big guys wrestling. I just don't find it that entertaining. I like, you know... I, d- I just don't actually like the only reason like I've ever you know quite like Lesnar is like when he said the odd thing like the suplex yeah. city bitch you yeah, know like yeah. it's funny you know like I think he's quite a funny guy because yeah. he's quite a quiet guy but as for like the big imposing man I just don't find it that entertaining no I'm not asked and like but, but again like Braun Strowman you know you look at Braun Strowman it was the funny stuff that he did like mm. I'm not done finished with you yet it's never the fact that he is that big no. But that's what they want, and I'm I'm sure Strowman will turn up again on a on a less lesser contract in the I next agree. couple of months. A bit like like you know you go to the trouble of releasing Samoa Joe just to bring him back on NXT. Yeah, that could have been all out of the public eye. Mm-hmm. But who the fuck knows? But it's whether or not they, they work as two separate entities. Because to me, that says they do. You know, Joe got released. Triple H rings and says, "Do you want to be the GM?" Type mm. thing. We'll rehire you to us. So Triple H has done that thing where he knew the only way NXT was going to get over was if it was the wrestling show. And he did that thing for a few years where it was the wrestling show and all the wrestling fans bought into it. But those don't translate to viewing figures to the level that they want. Mm. Because if you stick, if you advertise it, even though they don't fucking advertise it, Right, they don't they don't advertise anything on the shows, which I think is another reason why they don't get any fucking fans, because they give you one segment and then sometimes they don't even do that segment that they've advertised. So they're just putting a show on. It's just Friday Night SmackDown. You know what you're gonna get. It's WWE. You know what you're gonna get. We don't need to tell you there's a Hell in a Cell match on this show, even though I think they did for that, but they didn't for the one on Raw. They announced on they announced on Raw as it went on air that there's gonna be a Hell in a Cell match. And it's like, okay, right, fair enough. But they never do it. But if you advertise right now, on Monday Night Raw this week, it's going to be Finn Balor against Adam Cole, they won't get any more viewers. Because nobody cares. There's more of the non-wrestling fans that like WWE than would think about that as being a great match. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a 30-minute Ironman match. So it's going to be a classic. They're going to go for it. They're going to give you a WrestleMania standard match. They can say all this shit, and it would still be 1.7. Because those people who watch it don't fucking care. 
they just want to watch Raw. Mm-hmm. And they'll look up from the phone when some somebody comes on that they like, and when they don't, they'll look back on the phone again. That's exactly how people will watch that fucking show. So these indie guys, these people who are like great wrestlers, yeah, you've given them a great career, Finn Balor. Nak- well, Nak- Nakamura, you can't say is an indie. You can't say Finn Balor was an indie either because of everything that they did in New Japan. But, you know, they don't need these people anymore. Mm. So, from a purely selfish point of view, in the next, like, six months, all those people are going to get released and they're going to go to other shows and I watch those other shows. So, great. Mm. But from there, for them, they're never going to get that opportunity. Because Adam Cole should be on the main roster. Finn Balor should still be on the main roster. You know... Johnny Gargano, Champa. That's what Raw and SmackDown should be littered with these guys, like they were a couple of years ago, or maybe more more than a couple of years ago, when people got called up after every WrestleMania and things like that. But they don't want to do that anymore, because and they don't see the value of the small guy wrestling show. Mm. Because let's face it, if it was, because I think NXT is better than Raw or SmackDown. NXT gets like six hundred thousand viewers. I think AEW is probably the best North American TV show on TV. Without a doubt, it is the best. It got like it gets close to a million when it's on a Wednesday. It's been getting 600,000, 500,000 for the last couple of weeks. We are a minority, guys. Mm-hmm. People who like professional wrestling in a professional wrestling sense, we're the minority. WWE have got fans that don't like wrestling. And if you think about it, it's outstanding. Mm-hmm. You have fans that actually... If you if you pushed them, would say they don't like wrestling, but they like WWE. Yeah, because they don't give a fucking shit. You put Kenny Omega against Okada on that Raw main event with a week's worth build, their viewing figure ain't going anywhere. Mm. You put Kenny Omega against Okada on AEW, they get a boost. Hundred percent would get a boost. But there you go. There you go. There it is. We ain't even got to the releases yet. Crikey, I know it's all gearing up to it, and it's like everything's everything's themed. Just themed. teasing you. Just teasing you. So the good thing about, I think I said this last week, the good thing about doing these uh, news stories as they come up, it's good because then they can be updated on <laughs> if if more things happen. So let's go to point four. I'm going to leave it as it was as well. Like, I've not edited them at all, so because I think it's funnier. New WWE writer, Kenise Mobley, quotes, they did not require me to know anything about wrestling. So speaking on the Asian Not Asian podcast, Mobley said, yes, I've just been hired by WWE. Given the things that you know about me in my entire life and what I'm into, yes, it's surprising. It's, it's a big surprise to me. They did not require me to know anything about wrestling. But I do have a background in film production and comedy writing. And they were like, perfect, come in. Mobley spoke about being on the Raw writing team. And says she wasn't certain of the WWE champion's name. Um, so I'm on the Monday Night Raw team. So there, there's a Monday Night Raw and a Friday Night Smackdown. And people and people I know that are on it are Bobby. His name's either Ashley or Lashley. <laughs> I really should know that. Uh, he's like this giant black guy, and he and the people who are part of his crew 
Uh, I know that they call them, or at least of, of last year, they call themselves the Hurt Business. And the Hurt Business, they kind of go round, they wear suits, and they're like, we're cool. <laughs> so, our favourite our favorite reporter, Melsa waded in. It's like, this turned into a fairly big thing. Heavily talked about on social media, but also noted amongst those on the inside. Mobley was also under the gun for speaking publicly about subjects that WWE doesn't want talked about. One person very close to the situation noted the negative reaction that this had and said that it's not only this situation, actually it's a few things, but this is typical of many of the writers. WWE were embarrassed by this, that it was gone public, and WWE, to the outside world, it made them look blindingly stupid. (laughs) Now... And the next note I've put on here is these comments led to her release. So just just before we get into the release side of things, and I've heard Alvarez kind of go on about this, and I kind of agree and kind of disagree as well, but if you were to, to, to kind of throw the question at you... Mm-hmm. Please do, because I've, I've got a few things to say on this. Yeah, if, if you're that writer uh-huh. and they say to you, Oh, it doesn't matter that you don't know anything about wrestling. Yeah. And we know it doesn't, because look at the show. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. And it, and it shouldn't matter. They're, they're producing entertainment. They're not... You know, she she ain't going to put in a few... She's not, she's not going to be working a match out with somebody. <laughs> she's going to be writing the story. So it doesn't matter if they've... You know, if they're not into wrestling. So are you surprised that her particularly from making those comments got released? Yeah, I am. I'm really surprised. not her fault. She's. It's not. It's. It's not her fault. Like, and to wrestling fans, like reading something like that is, is really annoying, and it's like so frustrating. It's like who is this fucking idiot? Ugh. Not her fault. She, she got hired to do a job for a company. She's a writer. She'll get hired by companies all the time where she don't. She's not familiar with it. She's not familiar with what she's doing. It's like, oh, do you want to come and write this? Do you want to write this? Um, 30 second Geico advert that's going to star this person we need to make people laugh yeah cool I'm a comedy writer I'll do that right okay Geico I don't I don't use it but like I know what it is I don't know the inner workings of geckos but I'll yeah yeah I'll give it a you know she's she's been hired totally up front don't know anything about wrestling they've hired her anyway and she's just repeating that you know obviously she ain't got the memo from WWE which she should have had of Please don't discuss it. Please don't discuss your job with anybody. Don't tell people about anything about how we... we you, non-disclosure. You work for us, but you can't talk about it publicly or else you'll be fired. She wasn't told that. And because she isn't familiar with WWE and how sensitive things like that are, she's just talking like it's a job because it's just another fucking job to her. So, like, you know, it's not... I don't understand, and I don't know any of the fallout on this. I, d- I, would, I don't understand if people are angry at her because it's not her fault, like, at all. So I'm hoping people aren't angry at her. I'd like to think they're more angry at WWE for not fucking telling her that she can't talk about it. It's their fault. It's completely their fault. Because she wouldn't have discussed it if she would have had to sign something. Because you, cause it's that thing, isn't it, where... No one, no one who writes for that show talks about it because there would be interviews everywhere. Every person 
is just a silent person. Like when they release a writer, you're like, who's that? I've never heard of them. They've never said anything. They've never done an interview. They never do an interview afterwards. You know, so there's clearly a a thing that they have to sign where they're not allowed to discuss it. Yeah. So it's their fault. Unless they did say it and she was like, I won't matter, whatever. You know, unless she did sign something and hence why she got fired. It's like, you did having your contract, you're not allowed to discuss it. Fair enough. Then, you know, she's, she's broke the contract. But I just, I just, I don't know. I'm just a bit like... What what do people expect? I saw the I saw the recruitment video for their joining their content team, and the fucking droogs in that video, these middle aged fucking suits, like I'm on the WWE writing team. You know, they were like clearly the furthest thing from wrestling fans you've ever seen. Like not wrestling fans at all. It's pretty fucking clear the sight of them, and they did look like they were a bit like yes, come join us. It's great, you know. It's just a job to them. It's just like yeah, a corporate yeah. job yeah. that they just write. Yeah. But yeah, I I, I don't blame her. I think um, I think it's quite funny actually. I'm kind of glad she said it. Yeah, definitely, because it it shows like the so for for us on like let's say the inside of the bubble, you know, there's there's two there's two kind of bubbles. There's the wrestling fan bubble. So we know what wrestling is. Mm. And we've watched it, and we understand kind of the inner workings to the point that a wrestling fan can't. And and from listening to like insiders talk about how things happen and all that kind of stuff. So there's that bubble. Then there's another tiny bubble in the middle, that is people that run companies. So like Vince, Tony Khan, the the books, and Omega and Cody and Triple H and all them, who really know how things work. Mm-hmm within that now outside of that bubble if you think about it like in like a bath and you're having a bath and there's one bubble left that is literally the size we're talking about here of that last bubble in your bathtub is the size of the wrestling fan base compared to the rest of the world mm-hmm. right the all the other water that you've got if you overfill it like i do you know you've got <laughs> one little bubble there that is wrestling fandom and the people involved with putting on shows right it's a niche thing so somebody from somebody in that other water doesn't have a fucking clue about whether or not people get sensitive to things or what you can and can't say or or am I allowed to say it's fake? They don't fucking know. And she'd just been hired. She did stand-up comedy on, like, The Tonight Show. She ain't a fucking droog. Mm. She ain't some randomer who doesn't know... You know, obviously, they're paying her enough money. That's why she took it. But she had other shit going on. Film writer, TV writer, stand-up comedian. Mm. You know, who the fuck is this to her? To her, it's just another job, like you said. You know, she could be writing for fucking South Park. She could be writing for, you know, Saturday Night Live. Like, who cares? It's just a job. And I'm part of this team. And there's this, uh, you know, from what I've seen so far, there's this guy and he's massive. And that, to, 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 to wrestle, so I've seen wrestling fans getting angry about her calling him Bobby Ashley. She should know his name. If she's going to be on the Raw writing team, she should know Bobby Lashley's name. And at that point, I don't know how long she'd been working there or whatever. 
whether she'd started or what, who knows. If she hadn't started, fair enough. You wouldn't know who the guy's name is. But they've probably just said to her, our main guy on Raw is Bobby Lashley, and here's the Hurt Business. Yeah. And shown it in a kind of an advertisement type way. Where they're like, right, this is the type of thing that you're going to be doing, and she's probably watched five minutes of it, and that's it. If this is so embarrassing, why the fuck do you do it? Why do you do it? If 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 it's embarrassing to the public, if it's you know, and Alvarez unfortunately said this, so I can't use it myself going forward because I was gonna. Blindingly stupid is the term. So who's blindingly stupid? So WWE. So WWE have now fired her because she made them look blindingly stupid. Mm. It's like, no, you're the ones that are making yourselves look blindingly stupid with the fucking crap that you're putting on TV from the the shit show of everything that we've already talked about on this show and many fucking others. And then you fire her for it. Mm. It's like, I bet she was like, do you know what? Yeah, fuck this. What a weird couple of weeks I've had. Yeah, that's (laughs) the fucking... What an odd experience that was. What an odd little fucking company that yeah. is because to to people on the outside they are little mm. they're not a big deal WWE are not a big fucking deal yes they can get like celebrities or they used to be able to get celebrities they can't now when was the last what, Hugh Jackman running I don't know yeah it's because they're not a fucking big deal anymore well they couldn't even get Batista to come and be part of that zombie match to promote his own film I think there was other reasons for that <laughs> But they couldn't get him to come and do the whole affair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, even he can't be fucked. Even he doesn't see it's worth it. And he said, I was nothing to do with that shit. <laughs> he tweeted saying, don't be blaming me, I was nothing to do with that shit. And he even said beforehand, I've sent some of my friends. Yeah, but I don't think he and had then, any and idea. Then, and then saw it and went, fuck that. <laughs> I just think, like, the conversation, if, you know, if it was me and it was a company that I'd, I'd never fucking heard of, I've never heard of the industry, or what, what, or like it's someone who works in like, I don't know, some comic, some comic book that's got a huge fandom, but I've never fucking heard of it. And I get hired as a writer and I'm on a podcast because I'm well known enough to be on a podcast because I do other shit. And it's like, oh, I've just been hired to do this. I don't know an awful lot about it. Yeah. Um, I know it centers around this person, but it might be that person. Um, yeah, like it, and then I'm sure she probably went on to say, oh, "I'm really looking forward to you know we, yeah. what we don't see." Yeah, yeah. And they'd hired me knowing I knew nothing. Yeah. And then if they called me and said, uh, "Gemma, we we're gonna fire you because that was you know those comments were really embarrassing," I'd be like, "Okay, you know that I know nothing about this, don't you? You know you hired me on the basis that I know nothing about this." Yeah. And but but based on my back catalogue yeah. of stuff. So now you're turning around telling me it's a massive big deal what I'm saying. She definitely didn't get the fucking memo. Of course she of course she didn't, because she didn't she didn't say it in a nasty way. She wasn't like, Oh yeah, this fucking wrestling show. But you know, gotta get a paycheck. You know, she wouldn't say it like that. She said, Well, you know, she tried to do the best she probably could with explaining what it was. In a way that she's talking to because from from our side, you know, of course we know what Raw and SmackDown are, we know what wrestling is, and we know what WWE is. But if I asked like somebody who has never watched it before, mm. they they would stumble over the words and say, oh, Bobby, Ashley, Lashley, who knows? 
from seeing like a 10 minute video they probably fucking showed her over Skype yeah. you know while they were hiring her you know what the fuck would she know about it and she doesn't need to know anything about wrestling because she's there as a content writer for storylines and comedic and comic moments because that's what the that's what the brief was a couple of months ago they wanted more comic writers yeah which is embarrassing in, in you know in, in the best of things but if something's going to make you look blindingly stupid then why do it? I know. And the reason why they do it, I'll tell you the reason why they do it, is because they don't give a fuck. Internally. They don't care about wrestling. How many fucking times do I have to say it before people like get get it? And like, oh yeah, no, WWE, it's, it's still a wrestling show. and No, it's not a fucking wrestling show anymore. They don't care. But then as soon as somebody says it publicly, oh, well, look at all this fan backlash, now we're going to have to let you go. It's your fault. If you fucking cared, how many writers have you let go? Like Jimmy Jacobs, Mm. who came up with the fucking List is Jericho shit, and all this great stuff. And Orton was really into his angles, and Jericho was really into his angles. And they let him go. And then they're going to hire somebody who's got no idea about wrestling at all. It's like, it's the Raw announced team all over again. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, I understand you can't have Samoa Joe on a main roster contract doing commentary. So you're going to release him. But you could have worked something out where it wasn't in the public eye that you released him. Mm. And then you get all the fans all hit up and they're like, oh, where's Joe going to go next? And he just turns up on NXT. Which, for NXT, is great because it makes the show a lot better. But for a lot of people, they were like, what the fuck? They just put him on NXT. I was really looking forward to Slammiversary. Or I was really looking forward to him turning up on AEW or New Japan. Mm -hmm. But he obviously can't wrestle. So NXT is the best spot for him, really. Or Raw, as commentator, maybe. (laughs) But then you do that and then you bring in Adran Verk, who's got no idea about wrestling at all. But he's a great commentator. It's like me. I'm a great eater. <laughs> I I eat food well. I feel. Yeah. Like I can. You put food in front of me that I like. I'm gonna eat it well. But put me on a vegan show, on the basis that I like to eat, is as dumb as this. Because I'd be stood there going, "Oh yeah, this food's really nice," whilst throwing up in a bucket next to me. <laughs> Eating fucking well, maybe not. Maybe it is tasty, but who knows? And I'll never know. <laughs> but that's what it is. You wouldn't ask me, as like a fan of McDonald's, to do to write a vegan show, or to be on a vegan show, like do a vegan podcast mm-hmm. where yeah, we talk yeah. where we talk about eat vegan. You wouldn't and just like right go. Yeah, just go. Just yeah. go. Go. Say. Say. Yeah. Just. Just do it. Just do. Do. Do that really good stuff you do elsewhere here. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. You wouldn't get me as a Marvel fan trying to talk about DC because mm. don't fucking know anything outside of like Batman storylines. I couldn't. I couldn't fucking name you an Aquaman comic before the film. No cunt could name you an Aquaman comic. <laughs> Nobody. So I. Don't, I just. Blindingly stupid is the is the is the term. If so, if if I could, if I was good with like, you know, graphic design, I'd be I'd do a WWE logo that has blindingly stupid involved in it in some way, because that's just what it is. It's fucking mind numbing. Speaking of mind numbing, 
the current list of cuts that keeps growing and oh, it'll keep here growing. Here we go again. But here's the next lot. So we've got Fandango, Tyler Breeze, Tony Nice, Divari, August Grey, Everise, Kurt Stallion, making roads, The Bollywood Boys, Ruas, uh, Marina Schaefer, Killian Dane, and f- and for the second time, Tino Sabatelli, oh, who God. did do AW shows. Yeah, yeah. And then you got rehired right. and then got sacked again. Crazy shit. So, Schaefer's obviously Roderick Strong's partner. Killian Dane is Nikki Cross's partner. So they don't give a shit about any of that. Um, so, Sean Ross Sapp uh, tweeted, like he had some insider knowledge, said that he was told that Nick Khan specifically is willing to take the heat and didn't seem concerned about prior plans, projects, who the person's married to, how long they've been signed, or what they have going on. I mean, we knew there would be more, yep. and I still don't think they're done. Of course not. They're because def- there's still some question. Not that I say people, de- nobody deserves to lose their job. However, I just have a feeling there's more, and I think there's the big ones coming, yeah. as we've said, um, and they're yeah. getting the you know the smaller ones out of the way, like lesser known names out of the way, um, and lesser used ones before they do start. You know, saying see you later, Sami Zayn. Yeah. and all that shit I could be wrong and I hope I am wrong as I say I don't like anyone losing their job I think it's fucking horrible but it's after they did the first lot of releases and there was rumours there'd be more after that I think is this the third this is the third set so like year. after the first one everyone was like oh there's more and I thought yeah because they're with some really weird fucking names and then the second one I was like there's definitely more and now I'm like yeah there's more and yeah, yeah. I, I think that it's just going to keep going yep. I think they're going to keep gutting and gutting and gutting until you know they are bored They like we said they are bored with like indie wrestlers yeah. and stuff I, I'd still believe and I know the show is great and everything by all accounts I don't watch it I do believe they're going to get rid of NXT UK completely. I think that's going to be gone See, my, as a brand. My, my thing with NXT UK is that it's basically bankrolled by BT Sport. Okay. So I think that they're all right. Because I watched my first NXT UK show, because yeah, Ali underscore Ward on Twitter, go and follow him, uh, was kind of saying that like, NXT UK has been great. Yeah. And the whole kind of reason why we pulled back, he didn't say this, but the reason why I pulled back from NXT UK was because of the speaking out stuff. Mm. Most of the roster was involved in that at that time. It'd be really hard for me to turn that on and see Wolfgang. Yeah. I don't want to watch Wolfgang because he takes pictures of peop- of little girls coming out of schools, which has been proven. I don't want to watch Wolfgang. No, I know. Well, no, absolutely fucking not. Wasn't there something about Joe Coffey? Uh, Did I can't it, remember. There was something as well that kind of turned me off him, but he's in. He, he comes back later in a more positive way. But the, I think that's bankrolled by BBC, uh, BBC by BT Sport yeah. because BT Sport lets them use their studio to film the shows, and it is like the stu- a studio. Like the way it's set up, there's like computers everywhere, and yeah. you know, and there's the, there's like loads of different things that they use for the entrances and stuff. Well, and there's fi- no ra- there's no crossed. entrance right. Yeah, F- fingers crossed if it is. Well, if but it's it all not, comes but... down to viewership and cash. 
Yeah. And if it ain't getting the viewership, which I doubt it is. Well, BT Sport have got to be paying them for something. Mm. Because because there's no there's no way they're paying BT Sport because BT Sport has WWE. Yeah. Has everything to do with WWE. And they can promote it heavily and promote Raw and SmackDown and things heavily, even though I don't think the viewing figures for WWE doesn't matter because BT Sport is a paywall. You know, it's a cable sports Mm. channel. And it's the secondary cable sports channel. Sky Sports is the main one. And they used to be on Sky Sports. Sky Sports dropped them and BT Sport picked them up. Mm -hmm. So... They are they are getting paid to produce that, hence why it's very BT sport. You know, it's it, even it on Peacock. It's you can tell it's a BT sport show because they say it and the signs up. You know, it's it's not a it's not an unprofitable thing. So that I think the money that they're getting for that wipes w, uh, w, NXT UK's ass because mm. they've got their own performance center. That they're doing all this on, but if BT Sport pulled out, then it's done. Yeah, they wouldn't carry on. They wouldn't just put it on Peacock I don't think and so. pay for it themselves. I don't think they would. I just think, yeah, it's just. A... I saw um, I saw a tweet, and I didn't look into how true it was, and I can't re- actually remember the exact number, but I think it was three, where someone said, of the first NXT takeover. There's only three wrestlers left that was on the first NXT TakeOver show. Oh, okay. Everyone else is gone. So it's... Yeah. I, I don't, I, I'm sure it was three. Though. If it wasn't three, it was one. Because it's either one or three. What was the very first one? I can't remember. But we watched it. I'm sure it was like Zayn... One of the Fatal 4-Way, where it was like Zayn Neville, um, uh, Natalia's husband. What's his name? Do you know what I was going to say then? Frey Bentos. Why was I going to say that? Is it because you were looking at me and you think I look like a pie? No, it wasn't. I was just like, <laughs> Frey Bentos. Or I didn't tell his husband, Frey, Frey, Frey Bentos. Bentos. Or was that a, is that a, is that a dig at Natalia there? No. Uh, just was in me. Yeah, it was TJ. 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 Tyson Kidd. Tyson Kidd. There we go. First NXT takeover. 27th of February 2014. Oof, long so what time. So what was the card? As I say, this person could have been talking shit. It was just a random tweet, but I was like, fuck, I wouldn't be surprised. So on this poster, it's Tyson Kidd against Neville for the title, Sami Zayn versus Tyler Breeze, and Charlotte versus Natalia. So two, three, yeah. Three off that poster. So it's Charlotte and Natalia and Sami Zayn. So Tyson Kidd... Ty, Tyson Kidd is technically still there. Yeah, the producer. Yeah, works, yeah. So Neville and Tyler Breeze and whoever else was on that show, I'm guessing isn't there anymore either. Nope, um, maybe not. Why can't I... Why can't I find a, a... A card? Okay, here's a full card. Adam Rose against Camacho. Fucking hell, Camacho is Tangaloa. That's blown my fucking mind. Who's that? Uh, New Japan Gorillas of Destiny. Oh shit. Holy balls. That's insane. What the fuck? <laughs> I watched that show. Brand new information. 
Uh, Ascension against uh, El Lacal, who was that the uh, when the the the, the uh, Alberto Del Rio's Mike guy was pretending oh, was doing yeah. wrestling, which was all right. Huh? And Kalisto, Tyler Breeze against Sami Zayn, Charlotte versus Natalia, and Adrian Neville Tyson Kid. But you can't, you know, you can't really go off that because NXT has been really, I think, been really. Um, successful for them from like getting your your shields and your wyatts and mm. your big e and xavier and you know th- there's there's a lot of shit that they still do on the main roster mm. that has an has come through nxt so you know you can it's just recently it's in the last couple of years where they've stopped doing that and they've stopped using people well kabala you know, Balor, your first ever Universal Champion. You know, there's, there's a lot of shit. Like we said a few years ago, WrestleMania was like a, a, an NXT card of the past. And, you know, mm. so it has worked to a degree, but they've stopped doing that now. They've stopped pushing those people. Um, probably because viewing figures are dropping through the floor. That's that's why. But these, these releases, I don't really have, if I'm honest, too much more to say. Because there's only so many times I can say how much, how fucking atrocious this company is to release people during a pandemic. But now, now they're doing it, and we're practically out of it. So maybe, maybe they're a little bit better for doing it now. But they've released a hell of a lot of people at the height of this shit when they didn't need to, and yep. the fucking swats. <laughs> they are indeed. So have you got any more to say on that? Because I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't want to trudge over old ground there do you think Fandango and Tyler Breeze will stay together where I think they, they go will. yeah I think they should do mm. I don't know where though I mean again we've had loads of tweets like loads of gifs of Tony Khan's face like smiling you can't take them all no absolutely not Can't. They, 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 you could argue AEW's got an overinflated roster as it is um well, yeah. you know, we'll there's no, there's nobody that I would take out of that that group. I mean, I did watch the uh, the Everize uh, five minute show that they did, even though I've never watched one of their shows before, just because it came up on the feed. And they are quite funny guys. Um, again, on NXT, Tyler Breeze and Fandango got the win. You know, it it, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, not none of these. Th- th- that's why I think they're not planned. Because, oh, that's that's the one thing, the, the 2K shit that we both saw, oh, yeah. It's like, I saw a tweet from, like, I don't know if it was somebody who spoke to a developer or if it was a developer who kind of said this, but because of all the people they're having to go in and take out of the game now. So when you've got, like, a video game like that, is each wrestler is its individual, like, entity. And every other wrestler that's on that roster... You know, they have to even program in women against men and stuff because they know people will pick that and and just do it anyway. So like Natalia would have to have an animation for taking an F five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so they have to do that. So to take somebody out of um, out of the game completely, it's like I can't remember what it was. Can you remember what I said? Yeah, I can't. It was something like a hundred hours, or it was it was it was, it was a long time. It was like a week. Yeah. So like it's a week's worth of work to take somebody out of the game, and they're just doing this every month. Yeah, mad. 
Because if you think Braun Strowman, Alistair Black, Fandango, Charlie Breeze, they would have been in the game relatively yeah. strongly. Yeah, yeah. Some of the others might not have been in it. Like Kurt Stallion, I don't think would have made it in. Bollywood Boys, unless they had a, a 205 live mode. Um, oh, that's an easy wouldn't. one. Just cut the fucking entire mode. Because it looks like they're cutting 205 live. Yeah. Well, just just as they they were all started talking about it, like like it was this big thing. But. Shame. It's, it, I just think it's a shame because I I don't know. I, these wrestlers, every time there's releases, they'll they'll breathe a sigh of relief, going, "Oh, we made it." Yeah. And then a month later, you're out. I just think that's a special kind of torture. That. Yeah, and it it's doesn't really, matter what it really doesn't matter cruel. what you're doing. It, no. it literally doesn't matter what you're doing. They should they should have done all this in one go. Yeah, <coughs> but they keep looking at it every month, and they think, "Oh, we could probably save another two million off the uh, off the wage budget." So let's get rid of two million pounds worth of wrestlers, okay? Because you've got to think that Vince is the one who makes the final say, or Triple H and NXT is the one who makes the final say, mm. and not Nick Khan as they're trying to they're, as they're trying to say that it's all Nick Khan. It's not. It's not them. It's not the. It's not the wrestling people. It's all Nick Khan. It can't be, because imagine if Nick Khan turned around and said like to Vince, "Okay, Braun Strowman's on an overly inflated contract. We need to release him," and he said, "Well, hang on, I've got like, because you and you know they don't. That's why I'm I'm." trying to play devil's advocate but you know they don't have this kind of foresight but it's like oh I've got pal I've got six six months worth of storylines with Braun Strowman like I have to keep him so if Vince says I have to keep somebody he's gonna keep him it's not Nick Khan mm. Nick Khan can give suggestions and probably does look at look at everybody's name on a spreadsheet and looks at how much they get paid versus how much they bring in because the only way you can measure how much a wrestler brings in is merchandise sales. Because the ratings don't go up and down enough to know mm-hmm. like who's doing good segments. Like look at Christian. Christian had a fantastic segment on that raw and Edge comes back and no one cares. Which is just like, what? But it's one isolated segment. But there's no way of them knowing how much money somebody brings in unless you're Roman Reigns and you're getting asked to do all TV shows and you're getting asked to do this and asked to do that. They've got no way of knowing over the merchandise sales. And if you don't put a t-shirt out for somebody, Shinsuke Nakamura, who's got an old one, yeah, how are you going to know if he brings any money in for you or she? You don't. You don't know. And it, and so, you know, you think Braun Strowman wasn't bringing in money for him. I know. He must have been. Like, well... Most of the time, like he gets a big pop from the crowd. You can see people with that stupid choo choo t shirt or whatever the fuck it is. Choo choo. But he's, you know, he's been at the top of the card for a long time, and you don't stay at the top of the card if you're not profitable. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the, on the one hand, it's like, oh, we need to get rid of this contract because it's too big and we can sell for more if we lower the costs. Okay, get rid of him. I don't have any ideas for him anyway. Even though two weeks ago he just broke the record for the most matches on Raw. Yeah. I don't think it's at the, at the moment. I think the reason why there's there's two there's two reasons why I think it's a shit show. One is because they're trying to sell, 
and they're cutting people left and right and the left hand isn't talking to the right and they're, they're trying to put a non-committal show on. So they know they're going to keep Bobby Lashley. They know they're going to keep Drew McIntyre. They know they're going to keep Roman Reigns. So those three people have got cohesive storylines with the Usos and all that kind of shit. So they aren't going anywhere. But anyone else is fair game. Mm. Because they don't have any... They, they literally have no storyline for anybody other than those kind of... The people in the main title show. AJ Styles is on the chopping block. Because you think his contract's small. <laughs> no, he renegotiated a couple of years ago when AEW started up. Yeah. So he'll have a huge contract as well. So AJ Styles will be on the chopping block. You know, Ricochet got brought up to the because the thing is, is when you go up to the main roster, you get given a main roster contract. Yeah. And you might not be getting paid a lot, but you get paid a hell of a lot more than NXT. It's a considerable difference. It goes from like a hundred grand to like three hundred grand. It's a massive difference. So people like Fandango and Tyler Breeze had main roster contracts, and they went back to NXT. So they're e- easily done. Who else went back to NXT? Who's got a main roster contract? Finn Balor. He is one hundred percent on the chopping list. There's no way he's not. There's no way he's not because he's a smaller guy. Yeah, they've done some good stuff with him. And he's got the demon element, which he hasn't shown in NXT since coming back. Mm. He's just the prince, which I think is the best character he's had. Yeah. You know, he's not going to go back to the main roster and do that grinning idiot shit, one would hope. However, he's on a main roster contract on NXT. So the question from Tony Tony Khan, yeah, probably the question from Tony Khan is, are you going to keep using him? Yeah. Because I'll have him. Anyway, I don't want him to go back to Prince Devitt, though. I think Finn Balor's miles cooler, but... Obviously, that can't happen. Anyway, so if you're Nick Khan and you go to Vince and say, right, you've got this guy, Finn Balor, he's getting paid a main roster salary and probably a very good main roster salary because he was the Universal Champion. Yeah, he was the man. So, you know, he beat, don't forget, it was practically a fucking squash match, the, the last Demon match. Anyone remember what the last Demon match was on WrestleMania? Bobby Lashley for the Intercontinental title and he squashed him. He squashed him. You know, he... I can't get my words out. Because it's just, it's just, it just doesn't make any sense to me, any of this, but I'm trying to make sense of it. Um, so if you look at his contract and you think, okay, if, let's say he's getting half a million a year. And that's like he's probably getting more than that, if I'm honest. Maybe a million a year, because what's what's Orton's downside? Maybe two million. So who knows? Let's say it's half a million a year. You know, Johnny Gargano is getting one hundred and fifty thousand a year. That's his NXT contract. You know, Adam Cole's getting two hundred and fifty. You know, who fuck knows? Because it's an NXT thing. But Adam Cole's got to be getting paid, just just because. But let's say that's the breakdown. Adam Cole gets 250k a year. Balor's got 500k a year. If you look at it and you think, okay, neither of these two people are affecting the ratings of NXT. When Balor's on there, it doesn't go up. When Cole's on there, it doesn't go up. You know, they've not hit a million viewers, whereas AEW has, with arguably less stars. Arguably. So, you know, Balor, 
one of their top guys should be pulling a decent rating on NXT, but he doesn't. So if you look at that that contract and go, what are we getting from that? Are you going to use him on the main roster events? It's like I saw a story a couple of months ago where like the writing team are dying to have Finn Balor back because of all these mad ideas that they can have. I'm sure he would have been released by now if that was the case because you know he's mm. been he's been gone for a few weeks now after that Kerry and Cross defeat. So he's going to turn back up on the main roster. That's why I think. I think so. But if you look at it and say, okay, we sent Finn Balor there down there to fuck with AEW. So we wanted, to, and that's what they did. They asked him to go back to NXT to, you know, help it out and try and beat AEW in the ratings, and it failed. Yeah. So what what value do they hold on Finn Balor? Because we saw we we've seen all the merch, like the tons of fucking t-shirts. You know, we went in shops where they had Finn Balor shit, like headphones and. You know, which is like, like they only had two. One was like a Roman Reigns one, and the other was a Finn Balor one. Mm. You think, what the fuck? Yeah, it was massive. He, he he was the guy. Yep. Like not the guy, but he was, he was definitely the, the next the next one down after Reigns. But how badly has this NXT run tainted his pulling power? Fuck knows, I know. Because because NXT hasn't been doing well in ratings. So are they going to look at Finn Balor's contract and go, actually, he ain't worth that? Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't fucking... He don't do anything. I think what will happen... This is my prediction for Finn Balor. I think they will re-debut him on Raw. Because Raw's the one that's doing worse. And I think they'll advertise it in advance. Yeah. I yeah. think they'll say, the demon returns to Raw. And they're going to see what that viewing figure does. And if he doesn't do well, he's out the next week. Yeah. He's released the week after. That's 100% what I think. Like, happened to Black. And I know Black Black could have got to that same level. Mm. He was NXT champion. But that's what I think will happen. They'll re-debut him. They maybe give him a week or two. Bit of vignette action. Yeah. And if there's no, if there's no like, jump up in viewing figures, or if it just stays the same, they'll just say, well, that contract's worthless. Yeah. And they'll just get rid of it. That's what I think. I agree with you. No, I think that's. I think that's the point. It's gotten too far in now, where it's like, how valuable is each person? Yeah. In terms of viewers. And the answer is that none of them are. Mm-mm. If if Roman Reigns wasn't on the show, it would get the same amount of viewers. It might not over a six month period. There might be a little drop if Roman Reigns suddenly disappeared. Yeah. But you know when he was out with leukemia and 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 because of his kids. They didn't have a massive drop, and then Roman Reigns came back, and it was like, "Oh, here we go, we're back to three million again." There was mm-hmm. no discernible change whatsoever. So Roman Reigns really is, you know, he's safe because of the way they book him. But if you were to, be, if you were looking at it as a business, if you were like an asset stripper, and you were looking at all these contracts, you were like, "Right, okay, what does he do for us?" Well, he doesn't do that much money's worth of shit because look at this when he wasn't here, mm-hmm. you had the same viewers. You might as well put fucking Kurt Stallion in a handicap match against the Bollywood Boys in your main event and it's going to get the same fucking viewing figures. Because if you build it up to the point where those are considered stars. Yeah. Because don't forget, they tell us who the fucking star is. We don't pick them anymore. Especially in the pandemic era. You just you know press a button, someone gets cheered or someone gets booed. You know, we've not picked a star since Daniel Bryan. 
Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, since Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan was the last crowd-influenced change that I can remember. Yeah. Of, of notes, not of, you know, Drake Maverick crying because he got released and they rehired him. Mm. You know, I know I've, I'm not saying he cried for his job. I'm not saying that. That's just what happened. He cried on a, on a video and got rehired because yeah. of the public outcry. But, uh, I don't know, it's just fucking, I, I can't get my head around it. More me. And I don't want to either, because I fucking hate them. Exactly, exactly. Well, we'll just see if there's any more in, sure in the coming be. weeks. I think there will be. I think the big, I think you're right. I think the bigger ones are going to be coming. Yeah. What do you think of um, like somebody like Seth Rollins? Nah, I don't think they'll get rid of him. No? No, I don't think they'll get rid of Seth Rollins. Do you, th- I think, do you think, he's... think he's more valuable than Braun Strowman was? If you're looking at purely on numbers, because this is what I'm... probably I don't. I would have thought he would be the same. I would have thought he'd be the same. So yeah, I mean he is. I think the Braun Strowman thing clearly he was on a huge contract when he had his flurry of like whatever, whenever it was. Because I mean he's had yeah. a few different like times where he was like really popular. And everybody loved him and he was like, oh my God, this guy's going to be the guy. Yeah. He clearly negotiated a fantastic contract for himself that was yeah. completely, now it just doesn't he make any worth. sense at all yeah, yeah. to WWE. And that's why I think you're right, he'll be rehired on a smaller one. Because I just think it was a probably something where they looked at it and gone, why are we paying this guy like nearly the same as Reigns or yeah, fucking yeah. Lesnar yeah, like what yeah. the hell like we, yeah. we, we've got no plans for him yeah definitely so well, I don't know I, I mean I, I do think you're right I think everybody is at risk and I think they all must feel that yeah so the, the reason why I bring up Seth Rollins is because of the the apparent Nick Khan quote I don't care who you're married to yeah well so, that came just before Killian Dane was and whoever it was in NXT. But who knows that they're together, really? Mm. Who who knows that Killian Dane and Nikki Cross are a married couple? Do do you think I I would say seventy percent of the people who saw that Nikki Cross tweet that was that was lovely and heartfelt were like, oh fuck, I didn't know they were married. Mm. Who knows that the you know the Maria Schaefer is married to Roderick Strong? Who knows? Nobody knows. Everyone knows that Becky and Seth Rollins are together. So, to me, that's a precursor. Do you reckon? Yeah, but not necessarily Seth Rollins. I think it's a comment on what's on what's happened, to be honest, because, you know, Andrade, you know, they've let go of a lot of partners yeah. over, the ta- over the last 12 months. So I think it's just a comment on what's happened more than what's to come. Well, I hope so. Mm. I just thought it was an odd thing to say in this round of releases. Yeah. Because they would have said that after the Andrade one. They would have come out and said something like that if they wanted that to be public. So for them to say it this time, like they don't care who somebody's married to or whatever, or who somebody's with, mm-hmm. is an odd thing to say now. Yeah. But who knows? That's, uh, that's, that's me purely speculating. But I, but if if Seth Rollins got released, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if any of them got fucking released. No, I wouldn't. I mean, if if Braun Strowman can go, yeah, then anyone can go. 
Yeah, definitely. Shall we move on? Yeah. So we've got one more talking point. Then matches of the week. What's next? A little bit on what's next, which I won't spend a lot of time on. And then Room 101. So point six. AW thinks it's coming home. Oh, God. <sighs> did you feel that shiver up your spine? I did. I just did, just by that. In a tweet done last night, AEW backed England to win against Germany on Tuesday. So the tweet reads, Football is coming home. Everyone at AEW is back in England on Tuesday at Wembley. Let's go. Come on, England. Three Lions. Which their German fans were quite annoyed about and quite uh, rightly yeah, so. Yeah, it's a bit of an odd one, isn't it? Yeah, because WWE doesn't go that far. It just gives a belt to the champion. It kind of it kind of waits waits for the dust to settle and goes, "Well done, France." Do they not have any Fulham players on the England squad? No. I mean, as much as I know, that that would make sense. And you would think if they had like their Fulham players who were on the England squad, it would just be a. Well, it would be a best of luck, guys. It wouldn't be a, we're back in England the whole way. It's like, why? And you would use the players that potentially play for Fulham. You wouldn't use Jaden Sancho <laughs> and Saka. So Sancho, currently Borussia Dortmund, probably will be United or someone else soon. Saka plays for Arsenal. So it's a rival of Fulham's, really. It's a London rival. So the, the, th- the thing about this tweet that I think is really bad, threefold, really, Let's give you three reasons why I think it's cringeworthy and awful. To the point where I nearly said, "Cut this shit out." I'm getting close to. I'm getting close to being the the person that Alvarez wants me to be. You know, get some balls and say what you truly think. <laughs> you know, I nearly fucking tweeted him about Melter interrupted him. I was like, "Oh, here we go." And that was just on the highlights. I wouldn't pay for that shit. So, to get Jaden Sancho and Saka. In for a press for like a picture, right? They're wearing clothes that has BT Sport on it. What's BT Sport in bed with WWE? Okay, well, that's one thing. Second thing, to 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 single out a single country, and I know they're possibly coming to the UK very soon. Mm. Um, and this might be like a pre, you know things for them announcing like maybe on Tuesday you know if England win they'll announce well done England by the way we're coming in November because we know they're coming just fucking say it so I can buy a ticket god damn it I know so that's the second thing the third thing is if you're going to do it do it properly I'm sick of saying this on this fucking show but if you're going to say we're behind England, give them real belts. <laughs> Don't give them fucking toy belts. Both of them, like, Sancho's, like, holding it and he's looking away from the camera as if to say, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and, well, Saka's got the memo and he's got the belt round his waist and he's, you know, big smile, great. But the toy belts... Were they, were they gifts? I just, it's so weird. It's like everything about it is so fucking yeah. odd, isn't it? Were they fucking gifts or were they just like, they just happened to be there? <laughs> Why would BC Sport allow it? It's so <laughs> there's just There's so many things that doesn't make any sense. No. 
because they tag in dynamite they hashtag aw dynamite and it's like you know if people see this and they go what the fuck's this wrestling company oh where can i watch it oh on itv okay but it doesn't do anything for their you know us viewing figures or anything it just doesn't it's really odd isn't it it's <sighs> really fucking odd it's the grimmest thing have you seen it have you seen the picture uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw it before. I've, I've, I did a little copy. Oh, that's funny. It's bad, isn't it? I tagged in uh, Axel and Chris as well. And was just like, I think I did like a shake my head type thing or like a face palm. Like, what the fuck is this? Why are you giving him a toy belly? I know it's a bit lame, isn't it? It's just oh, lame. It's just like it's lame. It's it's proper cringeworthy. Like when I saw it last night, I was just like, no, you didn't just do that. It's. <laughs> I think they're definitely announcing. They're coming to England. Yeah, soon. And they're just but giving you a bit of a tease on it. On the flip side, though, if we're going to pull some sort of positive out of it, you know the wrestling people, don't you? You know AEW are wrestling people. Because every time they do something like this, you think, you fucking nerds. Oh, yeah, yeah, they Absolute are. Nerds. nerds. Total nerds. Total I mean, you're not getting nerds. a bigger nerd than Tony Khan. Oh, big time. Like, he is the biggest nerd. He's just a rich <laughs> fucking nerd. Yeah. Yeah, and, and God, I love him. Yeah, he's great. He is great. I just hope that you know he never becomes problematic because I do find like with wrestlers, and I think hence the speaking out thing and so many things came out. You know, nine times out of ten, these are people who were not popular in school. These were dweebs, nerds who got into wrestling because it's a subculture it's the yeah. same reason you know I was a fucking dweeb in school I was into yep. Buffy the Vampire Slayer for fuck's sake Yu-Gi-Oh cards yeah yep. I mean you weren't a nerd you were I was a nerd you were a bit of a floater you were in well it doesn't necessarily mean it worked I'm saying like I went to school with you we <laughs> yeah. didn't go to school together at all it doesn't mean to say me floating about the, the, <laughs> who I considered cool has worked I, I, was a, I was a bit of a nerd but the thing is <coughs> the issue you've got I think with wrestlers is they were nerds in school. And then suddenly wrestling kind of gives them a bit of power. And nerds with power are the worst nerds, the worst people. Yeah, talk about power without authority. Yeah, like the egos of a nerd. I remember going to college, just as a side note, and all the people who were like proper dweebs in school came into their own in college and were cunts. Yeah. Acted like complete and utter cunts and were really fucking nasty because they were getting their own back. They were having their yeah, moment yeah. in the sun yeah. with their big fucking floppy jeans on in the noughties, <laughs> listening to Linkin Park. <laughs> but yeah, they were just arseholes. And I feel like wrestlers are a bit like that. Just yeah, fucking yeah. dweeby arseholes, some of them. Oh, yeah. Hence why they get their ideas above the stations and start assaulting women and yeah. act, acting like the jack yeah. that they weren't in high school. Yeah. <laughs> No, now I'm the jock. No, I'm the jock. I'm gonna get the cheerleader. No, but yeah, it's just I, I do. I, that's just a side note, but I think that they are dangerous people. <laughs> yeah, it, but think, it's like it's like harmless to one degree, and then super not if you know yeah, any of them. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Just weird. Just stop doing it. Strange boys stop and girls. It. But if you're gonna do it, give them a proper belt. You've just started selling replicas of your fucking belt. <laughs> Give them a real belt to pose with. So odd. Oh, Jesus. So odd. Like, somebody just popped off to fucking game uh, Smith's Toys and bought that. It was just like, you know. And I bet it was the same belt. I bet they didn't get to take it away. It's like, oh, no, that's cost us £20, that belt. Dweebs. Dweebs. (laughs) But, yeah. I, um, I know you were after a seventh news story. Oh, okay. Do you have one? I don't. 
I, I do, okay. but... I got excited, then. Well, I kind of do. You know about it. But it's worth mentioning. I'm not going to go into detail. Sasha Banks, anti-vaxxer extraordinaire. Oh, yeah. Sasha so I... anti-vax banks. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make something rhyme. Gak banks. <laughs> no, it's not as good as Gak Man, no, is it? I mean, no, it's no. never good. It doesn't have the same ring to it. No. Ah. So, yeah, oh, Sasha Banks has uh, been screenshotted liking some really mad fucking shit on Instagram. So I've, and I, and I kind of laughed it off, and, but didn't really delve. What the fuck was it? It was all like, you know, them theories about the fucking vaccination being like a... Microchips. They're going to kill us. Microchips by... Control uh, us. Yeah. We don't know anything about it. It's going to give us all cancer. So you say that, right? You don't. Don't don't even joke with me. If you're going to... Don't even fucking joke with me. <laughs> okay, okay, well. Because I've had one of those vaccinations and I'm very anxious today, so I don't need any anxiety. <laughs> what, what I was, what was going to say as a joke is, oh, we've had one of these vaccinations and we're fine. I have started buying more uh, more products, though. <laughs> I have started buy, being, being a bit more consumerist. No, I'm joking, I've not. Um, I don't know. No, no, there's a reason why that is. Sweetheart. bought myself some buffalo boots off of the 90s. You didn't tell me you bought buffalo boots. Yeah, I bought buffalo boots. When the fuck am I going to wear them? Out, you out and about in the flat. Like a like a like I'm a Spice Girl. I'm thirty six. So, come on Monday. So this is how you break the news to me. But there's a reason why you've been a little bit more consumerist well, recently. Well, yes, I've worked so, hard and I've done all right. But yeah. anyway, so, the the Sasha Banks break. stuff that she likes, she is clearly in the anti-vax camp. There's no question. You wouldn't you wouldn't be following this account for a start because it is an account that is essentially like... Bill Gates is trying to chip us off. Yeah, the account is like that. And it's not a jokey one. It's like a legit, taking it very seriously. And she's liked a fair few of them. So, you know, maybe she's on the chopping block. Why? Why do these nerds do it to themselves every time? It just goes off the back of the nerd thing. They like, are fucking. They can't control themselves. It's like you can you can be an anti-vax, be be whoever you want. Yeah. But why do you have to like publicly like something? Look at Jericho. Like Jericho tried to do that in secret, but the only reason why he got found out he was give, giving to the Trump administration is because he was a cheap ass. That's the only reason why that came out. Undertaker rings him up. Do you want to do you want to donate? Okay. I'll give you a grand or whatever, or 50, 10 grand or yeah, something like yeah. that. When Undertaker was like, what? So grim. And his fucking wife, as I say, broke oh, the Capitol yeah. walls down, didn't she? Oh, Jesus. She was there. <laughs> broke the Capitol walls down. That's the funniest fucking thing. But I just, I oh, just find like the... It's so like... Um, it's just weird. It's just really... It's a strange hill to die on. Because... Do you know what? If you're, if you really don't want to get an injection, don't get it. No one's forcing you to. Yeah, there might be. You, you might come across some issues of places you can't get into. Yeah. There might be certain like if if she, for example, doesn't want to get the go vaccination. And see Bruce Springsteen, can't she? She can't even can we? Because we've not had the right injection. Son of a bitch! You've got to have the American one. That's the only. No other ones count. What? So we even if we went to Broadway to watch Bruce, they wouldn't let us in. So we've not had the American one. Fuck that. I know it's annoying, isn't it? I want to do that. I know you do, but you can't. <laughs> we'll never be allowed in, babe. Wonder how many more things. God, imagine if we went to Broadway and every theatre was like, oh no, sorry, you've got to have the US COVID jab. And it's like, oh. So what's the fucking difference? 
It's just wake up because uh, if people we... in Canada are kicking off about it because they what they they can go, they can go, but yeah. they can't because of what they've had the Canadian fucking variation or whatever, so they can't go and watch Bruce. What's either. the Canadian one? Is it like a you know? I thought Pfizer was an American thing, but you know, what the fuck? I know it's grim. You got to have the US blend. Son of a bitch! I know. I was saying that to me, Mum. Did you not hear me? I heard that you were you were saying about um, the after you have to because I, I saw Foo Fighters did a, a Madison Square Garden show where you had to be vaccinated to go in, mm. and there was all these people like snapping the CDs and all this kind of shit. I was like, who the fuck has CDs anymore? Yeah, it's like where have you, where's these bastards? Fa- they they got the box out of the garage and just blown the dust off and then broke them all. <laughs> it's like you know symbolic. It's yeah. like get, get a fucking grip of yourself, but I'm sure they weren't asked. Because why would you be? But yeah, if you, why why do they do they, they always do this to themselves though, don't they? And I'm sure you know Sasha Banks's star power won't be affected by it. No. In in terms of WWE, but do you think she'll get a role on The Mandalorian again if she's not been vaccinated? Or... Well, they got rid of that other woman for the comments. Some oh of yeah, the shit. yeah. She's. I mean, she was making really crazy crazy remarks, but she was anti-vaxxer too. But um, why? It's fucking weird, isn't it? It's so fucking weird. I was um, I was having a look to see whether or not I could see one of the tweets that one of the posts. Unless you liked. Let's have a look, Auntie. I'll read them out to you. I'll read them out to you. You you could tell me if you were. Oh, let's play the game. Insane or sane? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, so here's two of them okay so one of them I don't really something that doesn't make much sense Uh, Covid jab they skipped all animal trials because all animals were dying and went directly to people so there's there's one what? we're all gonna die Um, were all the animals dying? don't you need a different see this was a thing that Alvarez said on his show because he was going on about the gorillas at the zoo Right. But he was doing it in a funny way. He was like, why is this gorilla at the zoo getting a vaccine before me? <laughs> and then he got a message off some like um, zoologist that was like, actually, the vaccines that the, the animals get are different. <laughs> you know, because they... Because they're animals. Yeah, you can't, you can't just give va- an animal vaccine to... to it's, what? That doesn't make any sense. All... all the, see, this is the, the sweeping generalisations... That I just can't get my head around. All the animals are dying. It's like, what do we need a fucking Noah's Ark now? Do you know what? Every, everybody, every anti-vaccination person yeah. that I've seen ties it into religion. Oh, so no. that Drake verse guy, I watched because because I I saw a thing where Joey Janela had gone to one of these shows and I was like, oh fuck no, Joey Joey Janela was one of the cool ones. He did that funny line about fucking don't go in the hot tub with Cornette's wife and all that shit and I was like oh yeah this is this is a great guy and then I saw a picture of him at one of them rallies I was like fuck that guy but he was trying to do it like a Borat thing but it just didn't work no. he shouted like one thing and then got fucking dragged out of there which was funny um, but just before it Drake Verse does his like comment and he, and, he, and he says it because of religion basically that he has all these mad views about wearing a mask and but it's always religion based and I don't know if it's what they actually think or they're just using that to try and 
prop up the fact that they think they're right. Well, there's not a lot you can... The thing is, when you throw religion as your reason into it, no one can argue against it. Because... Well, they can. They, they can, but the person won't listen, because it's no. like, well, you know, that's my God. It's just the end of story, isn't it, then? And you can't... Yeah, I can't find any more of these, so I'm not going to bother looking anymore. I saw a really funny a funny thing about that, actually. It was on... I don't know where it was. I think it was Twitter, when I clicked into, like, you know, uh, no masks or something like that, because it was trending and something. And at the top tweet was, like, somebody, like, quote, tweeting someone. Mm. And, it, and I don't think they were celebrities or anything, or if they were, I didn't know. But it was, like, don't get vaccinated, don't wear a mask... Because you know God will save you, basically. And then this person quote tweeting and going, "I think you're forgetting that time where he drowned all the non-believers and made the few believers get on a boat." <laughs> like, I just thought it was fucking hilarious. That is funny. It's like, what about that time when he drowned everyone? <laughs> it's like all the sinners floating by, <laughs> like you know, drowned on this fucking thing. Oh, dearie me. Oh, that's funny. Well... Have you got any more? Or? I haven't. I couldn't find any. Couldn't find any. I can't be asked. But what, what, what is she... Because obviously people will see that, and she knows people will see that, because these people aren't that thick. Or you'd, you'd like to think they're not that thick. But if you're... So there's a, there's a there's a bit more respect to have for somebody like... I mean, I don't have any respect for Drake, but... It's, no, a weirdo. But he is, you know... Standing up for what he believes in. Yeah. It's cost him his job. Mm-hmm. And he's still spouting it. It doesn't matter if we think he's a. So idiot. he truly believes it, yeah. Yeah, so at least he's putting himself out there. And that's the whole thing of free speech. Like, everybody should be able to say whatever they want. Doesn't matter how heinous the comments are. You know, everyone should be able to say whatever they want. And I, I think it's awful that people get censored and silenced and all that kind of shit. You know, there's certain things that cross the line. Like, mm. there should be, social media-wise, there should be, you know, there shouldn't be anonymity. You should have to put your passport in. But there's, but then you can say what you want, in my, in mm. my opinion. Mm. Like, if you want to be a troll who fucking, you know, goes after people... But you do it in your own name. You do it in your own name. And, you know, so you should be able to say whatever you want. That is freedom of speech. And once you start censoring people, then then everybody will get censored to some degree about something. Mm-hmm. So he he gets a, 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 a modicum, if that's the right word, mm-hmm. of respect because at least he's publicly fronting it. He's getting up, and I listened to his speech. It was very impassioned. It was completely batshit, but. You know, it was all about let's raise good God fearing kids. And like, okay, fair enough. You know, they, can they not believe in God if they've got a mask? I, I, maybe they can't. Mm. Maybe that's the maybe that's the rules of the club. <laughs> you can't you can't wear a mask whilst your priest fucks your children. You know, they can't put a mask on them. <laughs> you know, I thought the irony of him saying about like it, it encourages sex trafficking mm, or whatever. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, these these Catholic. If he is Catholic, who knows. Well, these Catholic priests can't tell if your child's sexy or not if they've got a mask on. Oh, you know, they can't tell, so they would take the mask off. Of course, it's, you know, that's... 
It's a good job no one listens to this, isn't it? Oh, well, it's obviously a joke. I know. Well, anybody who had a problem with that can fuck off. Because priests shag children. Yep, it's not, proven. But again, that's a sweeping generalisation. However, there is quite a lot. Um, not all priests shag the kids, though. But at least he fronted that. And at least he came out and was like, right, this is... I'm I'm willing to lose my job over this. This is how strongly mm. I think about it. Not like this pussy Sasha Banks just liking the odd tweet. Get out of here, you pussy. I, I just saw a tweet that was the you know the Spider Man meme of them pointing at each other. Okay. And it was Sasha Banks and AJ Styles meeting at a flat Earth, a flat Earth society. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh god. I just rather do you know what? I'd just rather not know what people believe. Well yeah. I that would be yeah. that would be my because because some people will hold some people who are near and dear to me will hold opinions that will make me hate them. <laughs> yeah, so it's like yeah. I don't want to know. I kind of don't want to know. Yeah. Just keep it to yourself. Because like what we're saying about like Sasha Banks is if she is an anti-vaxxer, just don't get the vaccine. You don't yeah. have to publicly you know, it's like it's you. It's only you who see out your eyes and live your life. You're not living anybody else's life. Yeah. You can't influence what anybody else does. You just can't. You can try, but I think a life spent campaigning and trying to convince other people to believe the same things you do is a wasted life. Yeah, totally. Because you are wasting your time. You know, like we we're not here for very long. Why why are you bothered about whether that next person has a vaccine or believes in God or eats meat or yeah, yeah. whatever? It's like just all do... their sexual orientation. Yeah, like who just, gives a fuck? Just do what just you do, do. Just do you. Like everyone. That's that's the thing. I I genuinely can't understand people who stand up on soapboxes and all of that stuff because i mean yeah there's some really big issues in the world like global warming and unfortunately we do all have to come together and do something yeah. however i can't control whether my next door neighbor recycles their cans <coughs> do you know what i mean no. i'm not going to knock on the door and go hey uh, i saw you're only using the general waste bin and by the way I, my neighbor our neighbors don't i'm just making a, an example because i don't pay any <laughs> so attention you have looks. no i don't no, no, joking, no. i don't joking. pay any attention but imagine you know, imagine that yeah, would be yeah. like me knocking on someone's door going so i see just using the one bin um it, it suggests to me you're not using the re- i don't care i'm never gonna do that like no, no. all i can do is just do my bit absolutely and that's it and that's the thing with the anti-vax don't get the injection what yeah. what does it mean to you if someone else gets it yeah. if it if, if it turns out to be a microchip or like a thanos thing where in a year's time someone press a button and we all drop dead then it's on us yeah, yeah. if you've not had it then great you get the last laugh you know, like it's, it's, yeah. it, but, but all, you know, on the same note, you know, I've had mine. So if you're anti-vaxxer who dies of COVID, it's like, well, I'm not laughing, but yeah, you know, I, yeah, it, yeah. We, it was there to help us and it was there to protect us if that's how it turns out. Yeah. So I just don't understand publicly jeopardizing or, or asking for like shit from people, asking to be cancelled because you can't keep it to yourself. Yeah, yeah. You can't just be happy with your own thoughts and your own opinions and your own outlook on life. You have to share it. Yeah. And the thing is, if you've got a problem with, say if you're a bit more conservative or right-wing, if you've got a real problem with left-wing sensibilities, come off Twitter. Because that's where they all hang out. So if that's, you know, the the vocal minority, it's all on Twitter and it's mostly left-wing. It's mostly remain, you know, like pro-choice trans rights 
every if you if you're really if that goes against all your sensibilities, don't go on Twitter and carry on living your life and you'll have a great life. Yeah, yeah. But people take themselves in these spaces where it's full of people who believe the opposite thing and then feel like it's they're they're at war. Yeah, like they're being attacked. It's like yeah. you're not at war. It's like just don't fucking you never walk in you would never walk into a room if you're like totally against abortion. You know, and you walked into a building and there was like a, a pro-choice meeting going on. You wouldn't pull up a chair. You just no. go, fuck these guys and walk out. Yeah, yeah. In the same way I would if it was a pro-life as I just walk away. Yeah. Because like, I'm not changing your mind. I'm not even going to try. I just don't want to be around you. Yeah, yeah, totally. You're just not my people, so see ya. Well, so I think it'd be like me going into a church and just going, why are you guys here? Yeah, it's fucking crazy. It's like, I you don't just understand. don't go in the church. Yeah, I don't understand why you're here, but you do. You understand why you're here. Yeah, like, it's like walking in going, listen guys, I, I, I can't have this. No, yeah. I can't have this now because like, I feel like you being here is, is, is going against everything. It's like fucking hell, just stay out of each other's way, yeah. live your life, have a laugh and then die. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's what we thought about AEW thinking England's going to win on Tuesday. <laughs> just have a life and die. Just have yeah. a life and die. That's why I've come off Facebook. Me sure. too. Facebook's a cesspool. I'm coming off Instagram soon as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, I never, from. I never go on it. What's the point? It's just got me pictures. I'll still keep it open, but I never go on it anymore. Mine's doing me camera roll. I don't need yeah. it. I don't yeah. need Instagram. Right. So matches of the week. So I've got four again for you. This week, first one: Kyle O'Reilly, Kyle O'Reilly, <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly versus Kushida NXT. Great match. Uh, Ishimura and Phantasmo against Yo and Show, New Japan. They won the belts. That's your title change of the week. Dragonoff versus Coffee versus Brown, NXT UK. First time I've watched that in Yonks. Probably would. If again, it's one of them things that I said the other week when I changed this from like all the shows I watch because I watch all the fucking shows. It feels like at the moment. I'm just gonna pick out matches rather than say everything that I've gone through because who cares? And then finally. You can probably guess it. Say it with me. Everybody, Kenny Omega versus Jungle Boy on AEW. However, I could have done without that bullshit at the end. Everyone get running in. They love that, don't they? Well, in, in the terms of the actual match itself, I don't. it doesn't matter because Jungle Boy lost clean. It wasn't anything. It was exactly how I said it should be. It's you get rid of the guys early, you know, the people around the ring, everyone mm-hmm. gets sent to the back really early, and then they just have a quality match. And it was high quality. You know, probably uh, I did like Kyle O'Reilly against Kushida. maybe the match of the week. I'd say match of the week is Omega Jungle Boy. Cause Jungle Boy comes out of it looking better than he went in, even though he lost. The perfect thing to do for a heel champion with a relatively weak challenger. Cause it doesn't matter how how what great things we think about Jungle Boy or how over Jungle Boy is. He got the title shot by winning a battle royal where he came in rel- relatively late. So you know, if if Jungle Boy had gone wire to wire like Christian looked like he was going to, then that's that's when he's a bit more of a stronger challenger. Mm. But the this match, it's a it's a great great TV match, fantastic spots. You know, Omega's giving him like at least eighty percent of this, and then One Wings Angels, One Wing Angels him pins him. Now they could have given that match another five minutes, 
if it wasn't for this bullshit at the end. Like Christian running out, Matt Hardy running out, the books. I mean, I don't I don't fucking need it. Mm. I don't need it. And they did a thing backstage early on where Christian was like trying to pep up Jungle Boy. It's like, yeah, that's great. But that's why he came out to make the save. You know, and then Matt Hardy gets involved. I don't fucking what that should have what should have happened in that scenario is they should have had a moment, one of those moments that I feel like WWE do relatively well, where, you know, he can, Omega can win, and then he looks completely fucked. Mm. Like, he does he does his thing of, like, where he's, like, got blood coming down his chin, and he's, like, trying to smile, because he's that out of it, because he's been beaten up the whole time. But they didn't do that. He went straight for the belt. There was no kind of him resting on the floor for that long. He just got up, got the belt, and was there to hit him because he knew there was another five minutes of this bullshit coming out. So that was my only nitpick, and that was like what what I'm what I was saying earlier about AW's getting to that point where I'm starting to really nitpick at every segment and mm-hmm. say, "Oh, this could be better. That could be better," which I don't think is a bad thing. Um, but yeah, I could have had five more minutes of Omega versus Jungle Boy if that bullshit was taken off. And then they nearly missed Matt Hardy hitting the twist of fate on Christian. Like pretty much like halfway through the move the you know, it cut back to him. So yeah, I could do without that. So that was your only title change, Yurisimori and Phantasma winning the IWGP heavyweight junior tag team championships. Up next I did see, um, I think Axel replied. Did he not? Uh, yeah. I read a tweet. Yeah, to the tweet about the matches of the week. I think. Oh, yeah. So our Axel underscore JMO has put V Trigger into. Oh, I've just clicked on it like a dick. Uh, v Trigger <laughs> into One Winged Angel Counter into a Frankensteiner. It was great to see. That was fucking amazing. Uh, Omega making another guy level up. Good show. Um. And Chris Horrocks, I'll read it out. <laughs> I'll read it out, Chris. But by default of being the only match I've seen this week, Susan versus Deanna is my match of the week. In capital letters, professional wrestle me now. Now, I thought, Chris, and I'm going to be totally honest with you here, mate. Totally honest. I thought the first time I saw that, it was quite funny. I also thought the second time I saw that, it was quite funny as well. Third time, okay, I get this, bitch. I saw that fucking tweet. Impact, literally, when they've done when something happens, that's good. I fucking know about it because Impact retweeted every wrestler, every fan, and I was just like, oh my god, how many fucking times can I be shown this thing where Susan's screaming at the other woman? Professional wrestle me now. It was very funny the first few times I saw it. So by the time you tagged me into it, I even said, mate, the amount of times I've seen this. Because that was literally, I was getting over 20. But when you when you tweeted us, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, this fucking thing again. But obviously not because <laughs> you showed me. But just, God, every wrestler was like, yeah, this is amazing, this is amazing. I'm not seeing the match. So I can't say it's match of the week, Chris. But I can say it's your match of the week. And I'd be surprised if it wasn't. <laughs> So up next, and you've got no excuse, ladies and gentlemen, to not give this a go. No excuse. So New Japan, July 2nd and 3rd. We've got a never open weight six-man title match. 
which they're having singles matches on the second, I think. And then the title matches, I think, are on the third. Now, why is why do you have no excuse not to give this a go? Why do you have no excuse? Because it's free! So New Japan World are putting it up for free. So you don't have to have a sign-in. You don't have to have a login. You just go into newjapanworld.com and you can watch it. They've got tons of free shit on there, actually. They put low, They put like a... There's like a free um, area. And if I'm honest, it's the fucking good stuff. <laughs> so, so, the only what thing... What are you still doing paying for it, you chump? You mark? <laughs> what are you paying for it, you mark? But yeah, there's a... a joke, I don't know why... No, it's pay-per-views and stuff. That's why you pay for it. And it's, and it's very cheap. No, I mean, fucking... <laughs> I can't, can't get me words Oh, you sound like my fucking dad then. <laughs> trying to get a joke out. Don't say that. <laughs> Christ. Um, no, it's gone. <laughs> I'm not going to bother. So you've got no excuse. It's free. I want somebody, somebody, to tweet me and say that they've watched these fucking matches. Even if it's just a title match. One person. That's all I want. Chris, I'm looking at you. It's free. Watch it. No, I'm joking. Do what you want. But it's free. (laughs) So you can do that. Uh, ROH have set a date for the Pure Championship defence, which I do like the Pure rules. It's not that much of a difference. It's just people get three rope breaks uh, from like submissions and pinfalls and things like that. Once the three rope breaks are done, then you can hold on to that rope all you like. You ain't getting out of that Boston Crab. Um, so I think it's July 3rd. Uh, so it's that weekend. So it's ROH TV next week. I think I've got an ROH to watch, actually. I think there's um, Survival of the Fittest. Uh, they've done that match, but I've not seen it yet. So uh, who's getting it? Uh, Fred Yehai, who's been on um, uh, New Japan Strong as well. Quite a lot. So he's getting the pure title shot. July 6th. Great American Bash for NXT. Currently, you've got Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly. Said they weren't going to do a Wednesday night thing anymore, or Tuesday night. Now that they've got no competition, well, here they are doing it. So, good for them. Uh, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, tag Team Championships are MSK, Tommaso Ciampa, and Timothy Thatcher. A women's Tag Team Championship, Candice LeRae, Indy Hartwell, against either Shirai and Stark, Gonzalez and Kai, or Blackheart and Moon. Chelsea Blackheart and Emma Moon can't get it again, surely. And you've got some AEW shit yeah. coming up, which I couldn't be bothered putting together. But I think it's Road Rage. Uh? Road Rager, that's a Jericho-ism all over. Road, Road Rager at sea. <laughs> uh, that's Miami, so I think that's the 7th. Am I getting that right? So that's the week after. So you got you got next week... The, the, the big match coming out of next week is uh, the Bucks against Penta and Kingston. This is all off the top of my head. I hope you're impressed. Uh, what we got here? Yeah, that's the 30th. Yeah, so the 7th is the Wednesday. So 7th is Miami. But we, we'll potentially do a show before we go away. So I can uh, put a bit more effort into that. So, Room 101. I've not asked anybody for Room 101s for ages. Yeah, we should. I think we'll do that. Maybe we do, when we do like the Thursday show or something. Yeah, if we do one so on Thursday. A bit more interaction with you guys because I do like it when uh, like polls and tweets and stuff like that. It makes it a lot more fun. So mine. Mm-hmm. So I watched a documentary this week and it wasn't the Mick Foley one. I actually watched a different one. And it is worth your time. 
if you want to subscribe to New Japan World. But I watched an Okada documentary where it was like documenting his road through the G1 last year. Uh, last year, year before. I think it was year before. I think it was crap last year's. No, last year's. Um, and it was great. It was really great. And there was some really good backstage stuff you see, you know, the inner workings of his mind and all that kind of stuff. That was really cool. The only problem is, and this is what's going in Room 101, is kayfabe documentaries. Yeah. God, do they piss me off. They suck. We've, we, there have been a few in WWE where we just switched them off straight away. As soon as the, you know, when we had the network, as soon as you get that inkling of like, it's going to be a really tough match tonight, it's going to be the, the fight of my life, I'm not sure I'm going to come out. Ah, fuck off, get it off, get it off, turn it off. Do you remember that William Shatner one? I think it was like the the ESPN's like 50 for 50 or 30 for 30 or something Wasn't like that. Wasn't that the NXT one? Yeah, so yeah. it was just on NXT. Yeah. And like William Shatner's there, you know, delivering in only a way William Shatner can do. <laughs> He's like, this tonight will be the fight of his life. His back's against the wall. If, oh, he, do, if he doesn't win this match, he could be potentially released from the company. Oh, yeah, it's like, what the f- who the fuck are you talking to here? <laughs> like, who are you talking to? Like, we all know it's not real. It's so uninteresting. Yeah. Like, the more interesting stuff is seeing them training and being normal people and all that stuff. And, yeah. uh, uh, you know, the effects of their matches and all that shit. Like, I'm, I'm not interested in watching an extended promo. Yeah, definitely. Because the thing with the Okada one is, at the start, I was like, okay... The people who were doing the the voiceovers, because obviously it's all in Japanese, you, you have to read the subtitles. But anyone who's not an idiot is fine with that. So the um, the the voiceover guy is like keeping it kayfabe. So he's like, oh, you know, a card of fights, and you know, he's he's got this move called the Rainmaker that you know mm. he tried to do on previous before he was a, a a big name. He tried to do it, and it was it wasn't the best move, so it could never finish opponents off. And and he's talking like that, but like a card is like going on about beef bowls and you know getting injections in his knees because his knees are fucked basically. But then at the end. So, spot, you know, it, it's fucking happened. So, but I don't think it, I, could, I need to do a spoiler because none of you cunts are going to watch it. Let's be honest. Um, it does like a he faces a, a so Abushi wins the G one that year and gets the case to challenge for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. It's an amazing match. Akada's beat down to fuck. Abushi's beat down to fuck. They even do an interview with Abushi where he's getting fucking worked on. Like these massages look like somebody's like fucking torturing them because they're, they're looking that much pain mm. and Ibushi's like oh I'm just completely beat up and just my body's just breaking down but I'm, I'm going to try and go again tonight you know what you know what do you think like to the to the trainer he's like yeah you're fine <laughs> big New Japan logo on his chest like yeah you're all good you're all good Ibushi slaps his ass on the way out get out there break your body some more um but the one part of it was at the end where they're doing like a final interview with Okada mm-hmm. and he's like gone to see his uncle who's like passed away and he's, you know, praying on the side of his, I don't think it's at his grave, but he's got like a bit of a shrine thing and he starts crying and he's like, I failed my uncle. Like since my uncle died, I've not been as dominant and talking about all this shit, he's like, dude, I don't need this. Mm. Like you're, you get told when you win a match. 
Yeah, like yeah. you ain't, and you're there crying because of like that. And I know it's a it's a more interesting angle for the documentary because he says loads of things like he's like, oh, I don't understand why wrestling's not cooler. Like I want everyone to think wrestling's as cool as I think about it. And if kids, you know, look, see me because mm-hmm. it was a really cool. He was sort of sat on a beach, like just taking a bit of time off. And he's like, if kids see me and they see me as like this superhero who's like also cool. Because they say, I don't know whether it, uh, the translation must be off. Yeah. Because they said, you know, he's trying to be cool like so many times. It was like that writer talking about the hurt business. It's like a, <laughs> a, a, a fighter who is cool. Like there was, there was loads of that yeah. shit. So cool must be a bit more. They must have a word that doesn't translate. Yeah. And, and, and cool just is pick, the closest. Yeah, they just pick cool. Yeah. And it's not cool to say <laughs> that. Um, so he was like saying, oh, if kids see me and they see, you see how cool I am. Uh, then you know that creates a whole new fan base and all this kind of stuff so those kind of moments were really interesting but like at the end when he's like talking about his like uncle who's passed away and that he's not been as dominant since then and he's openly weeping Mm. and it's just like fucking hell like i'm sure he's real i'm sure he went to that place because of his uncle's passed away and you know he shows a picture of his uncle wearing the iwgp heavyweight title in every picture all they say in every picture his uncle's in he's doing the rainmaker pose so all that's cool and you can talk about that Mm. but don't say the reason why you're losing matches is because your uncle died because it just to me and you know it's a great angle for the documentary absolutely but to me it completely devalues everything you've already said because I know you get told before you go out there who's winning. Mm. So don't say that your uncle passing away is the reason why you're losing. Because it's somebody else who's telling you that. And I know that, and you know that, and everybody else who's watching it knows that. So be more... It's like you know, he's trying to have a real moment, but I know it's that's a fake part of it. So it's like it kind of ruins... Because like when he was crying and stuff, and he was like talking about his uncle, and he was his biggest fan, and... You know, and all that kind of stuff. I was like, oh, you know, real. I was really into it. I was like, oh god, this sucks. You mm. know, this, you know. But then, as soon as he started saying the reason why I, I don't, you know, I've not been as dominant since my uncle passed away, and you know, but it just makes me want to train harder and and get better so that I can beat these guys. It just completely takes away all the emotional investment I had in it because I know now you're talking shit, mm-hmm. and it's just like, I know, it's frustrating fucking kayfabe documentaries what are the um I, f- I feel like i've seen a lot of kayfabe documentaries but i can't i can't think of any more uh no i know we have though and it, it must have been wwe because there's no other one we would have watched yeah. um i feel like i feel like some of them border on it yeah. so obviously drew mcintyre he borders it whenever he talks about I didn't see the last one, but I remember watching, I don't know whether it was that pandemic one, you know, where he was stuck in Scotland oh, yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was talking about the match and the championship being like... The biggest fight of my life. Yeah. yeah I've, I've kind of remember he him saying He straddled that. that line like unsuccessfully to me. It was like, just... Just be clearer. Just be clearer yeah, that you want yeah. it me- that it means something it, to you because it's symbolic rather yeah. than it's going to be a really tough battle for me. That shit. You just like fuck off. Um, when you know it's not going to be Drew, you know it's not going to be because you're having to film a match with Big Show after it. So you know it's not going to be a tough match. It's going to be Spear, Spear, Claymore, F five, Claymore, one, two, three. You're fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you'll come out of that unscathed, mate. Yeah. 
But yeah, I just because I, it's the fact that some of, it's a, it seems to be like a choice that they make. Mm. So one can be because like the the Mick Foley Broken School Sessions completely, you know, not kayfabe. Unless you know, it's but, Dean Ambrose. I mean, that's a weird guy. I I can't after hearing him on Wrestling Observer Live, I don't think because like Axel was going on about Moxley hosting Renee's podcast, oh. and I've kind of got into that because mm-hmm. like the Mark Henry interview was great, the Big Show one was great, Christian one was great, Shinsuke one was great, and I was like, oh Moxley's going to be doing it, yeah that that might be cool. And he might just completely break character for that. But when he was on the um, on the Wrestling Observer Live show promoting his book mm. and I think a match, he was weird. He came across as really odd, like mm. an odd human being. Because he was going on... Like, he, he just... I think, like, again, it's one of them things of the dweebs, like, the, you know... And he found his niche in like deathmatch wrestling, and he but he, he started going on on a radio show about smoking crack out of a hooker's ass, and I was just like, God, he's such a dweeb, isn't he? I was like, why have you just brought that up? It's because he got bullied in school. But that, but that's such an odd thing to say, though. He's like, yo, you guys all know me, you know. I've done some bad things, like I, I've smoked crack out of a hooker's ass, and I was, and you could just hear Alvarez going. you know and and he goes on about this book and starts rambling in like really incoherent sentences about the writing process and I was like god imagine that imagine that book I bet it's like all over the place but that's everyone who talks about him talks about him that way but god almighty yeah I just uh, no I I can't do it I don't think I don't think I would listen to a Moxley interview no no because he's you know I, I am a fan of his and he you know great wrestler does some great shit but hearing him talk like he's not i feel like he's not in the same room like when he's mm. like he's thinking about something else and he's just letting his mouth go because yeah. <laughs> i think he said something else about hookers on it as well or doing drugs and it's like all right mate you know i know chill out you know you've got a, he's got a baby on the way and he's just getting all these stories out now yeah because it's funny when when uh, renee was talking about uh, it, that type of thing with mark henry Mark Henry is like clean as fuck. Mm. He's like, we all know about like wrestling stories. Mark Henry says, and she goes, we sure do. Which <laughs> <laughs> is dead funny. Yeah. It's like God about the amount of shit she's heard. Fucking oh, hell. Christ, can't even imagine. Well, yeah, I don't. I don't think I can be be bothered with that. But yeah, kayfabe documentaries is mine. Well, mine. I'm not going to go into it because I feel like I'm all talked out. But um. Um, Twitter spats kayfabe Twitter spats I'm on the same theme as you when wrestlers call each other out on Twitter or they continue something that started on Raw and it's like yeah well you oh, you used to call yourself a wrestler it's like fuck off fuck off because then the next time you post when you post a picture of your dog or your fucking cat I'm like oh, is that your real cat or is that your fucking kayfabe cat is that your kayfabe is that your, cat is that your kayfabe is that kid your kayfabe son yeah, is that your kayfabe kid like what, what I don't believe anything now like stop fucking doing it oh my god I just I hate it it's just do you know what as soon as I see it I just scroll straight past yeah I just yeah. scroll I'm like I can't, come on come on I feel that way when they're doing it with celebrities as well oh because again, I know we were talking before about like the bubble and how tiny the actual wrestling bubble is, but like when they start, when like um, you know a, a celebrity says like wrestling's fake and they all dogpile, 
and it's all like trying to put themselves over. Yeah, they're big all time. desperately trying to. It's like Carmella with Cardi B. Well, the, well like what a, they're hoping for is that Cardi B is going to come and wrestle a match. Of course, that's why they do it. Yeah, that's yeah. why they do it because they're like, oh, that'll Pathetic. get me over. Those thirsty bitches. Thirsty Randy Orton as bitches. well did it to somebody. Thirsty bitch. Cardi Randy. B shut her up when she turned around and said, "I could never be scared of a white girl." That's how she fucking shut that down. That was some funny <laughs> shit. Yeah. So it's like I just don't, I just hate it. I hate it so. Because that's a celebrity who didn't get the memo. No. Like, it's like, bitch, what are you talking to me about? Like, yeah. Who, be scared of a white who's girl. this? Who's this? Who the fuck's this? Who's this? Yeah. I just I hate it so much. I understand why they do it. They have to. That you know they're trying to they're they're trying to sell themselves and drum up their own publicity yeah, yeah. in the only way that they have the power to do and they're encouraged to do. So I get it. I totally understand. However, it's shit. Yeah, it's shit. It's shit. Awful. Yeah. I just don't like it. Absolutely awful. It's going in the room. Right. I better copy and paste them in them. Please do. Are they both both going in? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree with yours, and I hope you agree with mine. Oh, yeah, of course I do. Fuck me. I think, I think kayfabe in general. Like, I understand it while I'm watching a wrestling show. And I think some wrestling shows, it's easier to follow along than others. So, like, New Japan is very sport-orientated. Mm-hmm. You know, they do talk on the English commentary, because obviously I don't understand what they're saying on the Japanese side. But about the the fight aspect of it and that kind of thing, which which borderlines cringy to me, but because they, because they like, you know, they promote their show in a very straight way. So most of the storylines are, I'm better than you. No, I'm better than you. Right, let's go and beat the piss out of each other mm. for thirty minutes, and they actually do beat each other up. And the, and I've said the style is too hard. They should rein it in a little bit because to me, you know, obviously from their fan, like a a, a real like ten year New Japan fan, Western New Japan fan, because obviously I couldn't converse with somebody who just spoke Japanese. But if I spoke to somebody like that, like maybe Ted, you know, what's your feelings on this style? Because you know the amount of times I've seen people being dropped on their heads and being suplexed outside of the ring onto their fucking head. Mm. Like, it's not going to be good. And that's why Akada's fucked, and Ibushi's fucked, and Naito's fucked, and Tanahashi's fucked. That's why all they, they've got all these like laundry list of injuries, but then they still carry on wrestling, and they still keep fucking dropping each other on their heads, and all that kind of stuff. So it's easy for me as a, a WWE, you know, ex-WWE fan... Um, to say, oh, you know, I'm more invested in Okada as a character, in Ibushi as a character. I don't need that level of 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 strong style, but that's what they do, and that's how they want to do it. So who am I to say don't do it? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think kayfabe just in general, because yeah, that was the point I was going to make. You know, it's easy to follow along with New Japan with kayfabe. Why it isn't easy is if you tell me that the Miz is off TV because he's been bitten by a zombie. <laughs> There's levels to this kayfabe game, guys. Uh, absolutely. And and I <laughs> I ain't fucking following along with you. Like that is the legit storyline why Miz is off TV. Not because he's injured, even though we all know he's injured because it gets leaked and the rag sheets reporting, whatever. But the story that you're telling me, Vince, is that he got bit by a zombie. Drop, drop kayfabe. Just drop it. I know. Because you don't deserve it. You don't deserve me thinking it's real. 
if you're going to tell me Miz is being bitten by a zombie, but he's turning up on fucking Miz and Misses every week, fine. You know, doesn't even have a love bite. Mm. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Yeah, it's, it's a lot easier to, uh, to, to follow along if... Um, at least try. You know what I mean? If you want, if you want to go down that route, at least fucking try and show me that you think it's real. Yeah, of course. You know, yeah. Don't have Alexa Bliss like putting one hand up to her eye and and Nia Jax follows along and it's like, give me a fucking break. It's awful. Give it's so me bad. a fucking break. Right, should I number these in the way that you told me to? Well, as long as you've not used two different lines for each one. I have. Maybe that's something for after the podcast for you to sort. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm just going to do it as I always do it. It's all over the place. Like, the, the indentations are wrong. Oh, the, no. You know, it's all over. There's the, some of the font's different. It's, oh, no. It's, it's all over the place. It's getting... It's a pretty fucking long list. We need What we do need is uh, some AEW ones. They'll come. Know, they'll, they'll come. Oh, yeah. They'll be there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Are you done, then? I'm done. Yes, I am. Are you? I I am, but I always feel sad. At this I know point. what you mean. Because I, I do enjoy doing this. Yeah. And I do feel like we've 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 not had that gack man moment this week. We've so. not, but we can't every week. Light and shade, <laughs> light and shade. God, that was some funny shit. It was funny. Oh my god! Do, do you know what I want? I want uh, again somebody who can do Photoshop really well. I want like uh, Stephanie McMahon's head superimposed on uh, Al Pacino's body and where he's just got coke all over the table it's hilarious, absolutely hilarious <laughs> you want to play rock? we can do that, we, we should do that on Canva we should try just put Stephanie in the man but the, the face that she's making when she's clapping that wrestler <laughs> it's yeah. just like fucking coke everywhere yeah, that's the one push it to the limit <laughs> <laughs> should we leave it there then? let's do that Let's do that, and I'll continue my Sunday to-do list that I haven't even started. Well, this was number one on my to-do list podcast. Yeah, and I've got a list there. Well, left them out. We've we've scratched we've scratched one off. Yep. Fair dues. Yeah, the most fun one first sucks though. But then, do you know what? I'm quite I'm quite looking forward to having a tidy up because I can put some music on. Yeah, that's true. Put a podcast on or something like that. Just, yeah. You know. Right. Let's get the fuck out of here then. So thanks very much for listening, everyone. Follow us on Twitter, at RTM Wrestling. Join in the conversation. Tell me that you watch these free New Japan shows you know you want to. <laughs> um, I'm Andy. You're Gemma. Oh, yeah, that's us. Well, that's us. That's me and you. And stay safe. And if you don't want to get that vaccine, don't get it. Don't get it. Just don't tell me. Just don't tell me. Don't tell me. You don't. Don't, don't tell, tell me. me if you're anti-vaxxer. I don't want to know. When we're at a stadium show for AW and we're coming for a hug... How are you doing? Don't tell me you've not been vaccinated. Because that's going to ruin that moment. True that. (laughs) Until next time. Cheerio, motherfuckers. Gak, gak. Gak, 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 gak. Every show. Every show. The the Gak Man clap. Do the Gak Man. It's a new dance craze. Yeah. See you. About the new dance craze. What's that song? Ah, oh, freak out! <laughs> yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it, Steph? <laughs> La freak, gak chic, gak chic. Here she comes. I wonder if it's one of those. Still... I'm still on. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am ready. I'm I was just talking shit. Over the I was just talking shit then. Um, the um, 
when you were, <laughs> I just got it so like because like sometimes she might do like board meetings or something like that and like Triple H events just sort of like, how, how was the weekend yeah it was, it was pretty good it was pretty good oh my god here she comes okay <laughs> hey Steph hi <laughs> anybody want any coffee not from you Steph no because we know what you put in it <laughs> how about a side of gek <laughs> <laughs> Like a side of gack with my coffee. She's like, during the board meeting, she's like putting a finger in a coffee cup and she's just like, oh, rubbing, oh, her rubbing her gums. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, I'd love off. it if this podcast was big enough that we got um, a cease and desist for saying these things because that would make my day. I'd frame it. But Stephanie we're not McMahon saying... would like to remind everyone she does not use gack. <laughs> She's just naturally but, but, an effervescent person. Yeah, but the way you get around it is by calling a Stephanie Gack man. Because <laughs> that's... TM. TM. <laughs> Our TM wrestler has filed a trademark for Stephanie, Stephanie Gack, Gack man. man. <laughs> <laughs> for t-shirts, hats. <laughs> like the way they do it. Oh, guys. Have right. you ever seen those like go. trademarks? The fucking the, the, Whoever does those like trademark law must be like on the verge of diving through a window. Oh yeah, I it's literally like one do an entire chat. Oh my god, like it's literally like paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs of want this trademark for use in memorabilia such uh, as hats, coats. So they have to list everything, everything. everything. So so back in the day when they were like trademarking Shinsuke Nakamura, you could have looked at that and gone, oh, I might buy a hat, gloves, maybe not, scarf, t-shirt, pants, jackets. They have to every toys every single thing that they want to use. Mm-hmm. They have to list it, otherwise they can't sell it. So if they if they suddenly go, oh, do you know what? Actually, we're going to start selling uh, fiend masks. If they've not trademarked that with a mask, they have to go back and do it again and trademark yeah, it with yeah. a fucking mask. Yeah. God, what a fucking boring, bo- you know, boring piece of shit. Boring, boring ball like. Boring shit. Right, I'm no. going now. I'm pressing right. stop. Bye. Last word, Andy. Bye. Ha <laughs> 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 <laughs>